what's going on everybody it's party card sports back again and this time with a brand new guest nate introduce our guest some might say that you were born from legends there there is <laughs> there is an urban legend that may or may not be true but i'm gonna take your mom's word for it that you fell asleep listening to espn and just happened to retain a whole bunch of useless knowledge which i'm hoping we can exploit during these next couple weeks these next couple episodes as we do a small, I'm not going to say a deep dive, because we're not going to go super deep, but we're going to do a nice, decent little baby dive into the f- world of fantasy football. Spencer, baby hickey. What's going <laughs> on, buddy? What up? We're, uh, we're excited to have you, man. Uh, when Cody said that he wanted to do a fantasy football talk, there was only, there. we'll be honest, there was two guys that came through our mind. But we all we both know who who number one was. Spencer. Spencer. For yeah. sure. Our number one, our one of one fantasy football draft. If I, Spencer. The, the only person I've ever been able to just sit down in a room and rattle off random sports topics with for hours without talking to anybody else is you. So we, we, we like having you on the podcast. Well, it's always a good time. And if you're talking about sports, I'm always in. Yeah. What? A, and I hear that you and Cody talk about just a gaggle of different sports. Like you guys did like NASCAR fantasy too, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Do you do do you do baseball fantasy? Do you do do you uh, do all fantasy? I tried baseball fantasy, but it, it's too much. It's uh, a lot, right? I mean, two three times a week. Uh, it, there's so much to baseball. Same with NBA yeah. fantasy too. Like I don't know if you ever tried NBA fantasy, but it's like all over the place. No, NASCAR football are really easy because it's once a week. Get your lineup set, and you're good to go. For sure. All right, so like Nate said, we're going to dive into some fantasy football topics. Uh, I think we're going to make this into a two-part episode, so that way we can uh, get Spencer on more than one episode, because uh, his knowledge deserves that. I would, uh, I would, Nate's yes, going to be kind of our mediator. For the first episode, absolutely. Because <laughs> Nate absolutely knows nothing about fantasy football draft strategies. I would strategies. not say absolutely nothing, absolutely but nothing. significantly less than the other two people talking. <laughs> he, he, he doesn't, he drafts in the fantasy leagues, but he never actually plays. plays yeah, I draft for other people that can't make it to the to the draft party. Basically, the girls that are in our fantasy football league, Nate's drafted hey, their I'm team. I'm just saying, I drafted pretty good fucking teams. Last year, the team I drafted... Only half the team got injured, which kind of sucks. Yeah, it had nothing to do with them picking up people during the year. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know about that. But as as we go through this first episode, yeah, you guys are going to kind of take the reins. I'm going to mediate. I'm going to make sure we, we kind of stay on schedule, make sure we're not going in circles and circles because Cody likes to just keep on fucking saying the same thing over and over and over. Only when I'm Sp- talking about the Cowboys. That's a good thing we're not going to talk about them specifically. <laughs> and I, I know Spencer probably has just a gaggle of knowledge that he wants to get out. But uh, some of the knowledge might be too in too in depth that uh, some of our audience might be like. All right, dude, you're gonna kind of bore me. So we're keep, I'll keep this on schedule. We'll have fun. You got the Millers. Cody's got the Millers. I got a vodka. Let's fucking get into it. First topic. Where where do you guys want to start? We're gonna start with uh. uh fa- what are you look, looking? What for? are we looking for? Fantasy football players. So what do you what are you looking for specifically? Let's say in the first round. You know, obviously, are you gonna look for? In the first round, we're, we're definitely, I would assume, you're looking for a guy that's got a high ceiling that's gonna, that's really going to push push the points for your team every week, right? For sure. I, I, I'm definitely a high ceiling guy. I, I'm i not a play it safe, low floor guy. Uh, high ceiling, if I'm drafting a guy in the first round, I have to see a path that he could possibly finish number one at his position. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, and most of the time that's wide receiver, running back. I'm never going to draft a quarterback in the first round. I can agree uh, with that. However, I, I mean, I do see the lane for Travis Kelsey. I mean, you could make the argument that after the last five years, if you drafted him 101, the first pick of the draft, you've been pretty successful. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's, if I'm not mistaken, he's been averaging around 300 fantasy in PPR. Fantasy, 300 fantasy football points each year. Can we just assume that we're going to be pretty much talking about PPR? Yeah. Let, yeah. Let's, just say, yeah. let's just say that I don't think the there should be such thing as standard anymore. We can, see, we can get this conversation out real quick. <laughs> standard should be PPR. Weirdos. Yeah. Do the other weird shit. If, yeah. If you're not, if you're under 50 and you're still doing non-PPR leagues, I, I don't know what you're doing. I'm glad you brought that up because my family fantasy league is still standard and I'm the youngest person in that fantasy so, league. As someone that has only played three fantasy seasons, actually only played one fantasy season, drafted three of them. What's the difference between standard and I know what PPR is. What what is standard? Basically, oh, you you would you like to? Yeah, your your standard scoring, um, your four points for quarterback touch, throwing touchdowns, but your one point per reception. And if you don't have that point per reception. You make wide receivers irrelevant. Less valuable. So useless. So, so useless. I mean, to the point that in most leagues, your kickers are average. Your upper tier kickers are averaging the same as most of your wide receivers if you're in standard scoring. And the defenses are cra- crazy scoring points, like 20 points a game. For sure. And defenses are, are weird in general. Yeah. We, but, could have, we could have that battle, too. Like... Uh, Kickers or defense, should they even be in fantasy football? I know. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't leave the kickers out. Hey, a lot of people are doing it. Mo- Stop. Uh, for sure, a lot of people are doing it. And I, there's a lot of, you know, your traditionalists that want to keep them in there. If This this year at my draft, we're definitely going to take the vote to whether or not to get rid of kickers. And if the vote goes to keep them, we'll keep them. But I would not be mad at all if we got rid of kickers. I'm I, I'm also bringing up that vote in our fantasy football league, and, and but I, I draft a good kicker for someone yeah, every time because you always draft a kicker in like the seventh round. or No, something. I draft him in like the eleventh or twelfth round. So, but to replace that, I've always thought it was a good idea to add a a super flex position where it's uh, so instead of just a flex wide receiver running back tight end, super flex is. You add in a quarterback, too. That's awful. The only problem with that is it instantly becomes a two-quarterback league. Oh, yeah. For sure. Because even your bottom-tier quarterbacks are putting up more than what your third wide receiver or third running back is going to put up. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem with it, but also, yeah. Not not a problem. It's just different. Yeah. I've never been in one. I I did just get in a league yesterday that instead of a defense, it's just an individual defensive player. And I've never done it before. That's, That's interesting. interesting. It is. I was looking at the scoring, and and it's like six points for a four, uh, three points for a forced fumble, uh, three points for a quarterback hit, six points for a touchdown, three points for fumble recovery. And I was, the only thing I could think is it's one point for a quarterback hit. It's like if your D end gets a quarterback hit, which is a strip sack, does he get points for the quarterback hit, the sack, the forced fumble, the fumble recovery? And then runs it for a touchdown. I was like, you could have one play that just scores him 20 points. And and that's nuts because if if that's the way the scoring is for that one specific defensive player, 
I mean, at that point, you're just going for edge rushers. So at that point, I yeah, mean, like, it, it, so what's the it, point it, of just it, drafting one guy? So at that point, you're going for TJ, right? Yeah, like, right TJ, TJ Watt has to be the number one pick, or Michael, that pa- be, Michael Parsons. Oh fuck yeah, Michael Parsons. Um, TJ Watt. Yeah. Or I, or but I also thought, I mean, interceptions and passes defended. If you can get a safety that regularly blitzes off the edge, maybe that could becomes viable. I, it's going to be cra- a, kind of a crazy experience. I've never done an individual player, but I'm. So it's is it's, it's an individual player. At each position, or just you pick one guy, one defensive player. Hmm. That's I've never heard that. That's fucking weird. That's but but like you said though, uh, all that added up, they could be a first round draft pick at some point. Yeah, I I have no idea how the draft's going to go. Does TJ is TJ Watt a first round guy? I mean, because that's fucking bonkers. How, how much better is he than Micah Parsons? I mean, or those two above the next best guy? Well, the only thing I'd give Micah Parsons in that regard, even as a Cowboys fan, is. He plays 17 games. TJ has missed a few games here and there. For sure. Um, yeah. I mean, in significant injuries as yeah. well. So, so when you when, in all these dra- in all the drafts and all the leagues that you're in, first round guy, you're looking for a number one guy. I would agree with that. I'm I I would say though I play a safer route. I'm still looking for the number one guy, but I'll go for a running back almost every time. I don't even look wide receiver's way until the second round. Like, I'm one of those guys who's like, I want to pick the best running back. Now, that has screwed me because I've had CMC twice, and I didn't draft him last year. Of course. Yeah, the year he goes I got off. Burnt. And, does, and doesn't get injured. I know. Yeah. Plays all of them. And- but, but it did also work out for me at the same time because both those, that one last year, I got Austin Eckler. Oh, so, touchdown machine. Yeah. He, 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 yeah, he puts up points. But, but I mean, out. it just... Last year kind of scared me. I mean, put me to the point where there's no certainty anymore. Yeah. CMC got hurt. Saquon was hurt. Uh, Jonathan, wasn't Jonathan Taylor hurt? Yep. JT yeah. was hurt. I mean, you never, you didn't even know with those. Pretty so sure. last year, what did you do? I mean, last, man. Well, last year I did have the number one pick in one league, and I went ahead with Derrick Henry. I mean, okay. I just thought consistency, he's big. He's gonna get his. He's gonna get his touches, yeah. Like twenty five attempts a game at least. At least, yeah. And then once Tannehill got hurt, I mean, it was even more than that. So <sighs> I went with him just because I was scared off of CMC as well. But I mean, then looking around that first round, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, a, a lot of these guys that you thought were great picks. I mean, Najee Harris was a first round pick last year. I mean, who I also drafted in, in the middle of the first round in a couple leagues and. There was never a big disappointment. I drafted him, too. It was rough. Watching a guy get 20 touches a game and average a yard. I mean, That's rough. He averaged, like, I'm pretty sure at the end of the year last year, it it was like 2.4 yards per carry on a guy that's getting, like you said, 20-plus. It's, like, ridiculous. For sure. And and how much of that do you weigh on him? Or that offensive line was one of the worst in the NFL. Definitely the offensive line. Because, I mean, not you you can't disagree. Najee is... A fucking stud. For sure. Yeah. And, and going to get the volume. They didn't... They, Warren looked okay as his backup, but I mean, they didn't make any moves to make you feel like they're going to go away from Najee. They improved their offensive line, and I feel like fantasy football players across the board are going to overreact. So oh, yeah. If, if you look at the ADP right now, Najee's going in the third round. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's I, a steal. I would never get him in the first, but I mean, if you're talking me being able to get a guy in the third round, I, I'm... I'll take I'll take that amount of carries and take the chance of him having another like two point five just because uh, you need the workload with any of these guys it's the same way 
Like, if you if we're talking about wide receivers, you need guys that are getting targets. You need guys that are getting 10 targets to get. Same with the tight end, Kelsey. Kelsey gets targeted so many times. That's why you need the workload to get the points. Yes, and, and, and that's why Josh Jacobs ended up paying off for so many people last year. I think he received something like 100% of the red zone carries for the Raiders last year. Not a single other person rushed the ball inside of the 20-yard line. That's, fu- uh, that's I mean, nuts. I mean, you can say the exact – so I drafted Swift – Early on last year, it didn't work out. You got the opposite effect there, where, exactly. where it's inside the twenty, all of a sudden your guy that you just seen just get down the field carving up a defense. Now he's trotting off, and and here comes Jamal Williams, who is great in his own way. I mean, and dude just battering ram gets it in the end zone, and you're just sitting here like takes right. your six points, and you're it's, like, yeah, it's kind of like yeah. it's kind of like how uh, Alvin Kamara was when uh, Ingram was still there for yes. the Saints. Yes, it just. You're you're having a great. You're like leave him in, leave him in, and then he would trot off the field every time. Well, and and now Jamal Williams is with the Saints, so you're gonna have that happen again. And I know why we're waiting kind of on the Kamara decision on whether or not that he's gonna get the suspension. I mean, Jamal Williams is a guy that like, what do you kind of do? He's never carried the full load anywhere he's ever been, but I mean, super likable guy, and I I, I love having he, him on my fantasy. Teams. He's going deep. In rounds now too, like he, he's, I think he's in like the third or fourth round at least. I mean, if you can get a guy that's definitely going to poach some touchdowns, and you might end up getting maybe what, four games, maybe. I don't even think that they, they they dropped it down to a misdemeanor now, a misdemeanor charge instead of a felony. Oh, so, uh, oh yeah, because he took the plea deal. Yeah, yeah, so I'm thinking maybe two, four. So two games, you maybe makes Jamal Williams where he's not. You know, I wouldn't spend a he's third not, rounder on he's him. He's not a. Top five running back anymore. for sure, yeah. for sure. But also that one of these top five running backs could get injured, and it's the same thing. Oh, you're right back to the same situation yeah. as two years ago when everybody that drafted it, like all the top guys. Yeah, I'm telling you right now that when I drafted CMC and he had like a great two weeks, I'm like, I'm winning this thing. Like it's and a then, given. And then out for six weeks or something. I'm like, and they kept they kept kind of like trailing you along, like, oh no, he he's on track, he's coming back. And they never put him on pup, never did anything. So you couldn't waste an injury reserve yeah, spot. he's questionable every week. Every week. And then he comes back one game, goes off. Yep. Against the Chiefs. Against, yeah. And then, what a guy. And then out for the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, it was the most disappointing first I, round pick. I was actually at that game with Josh Padilla. We, we, uh, me and him went to that game. And, uh, yeah, he comes back and... Little enough. I was playing against him in fantasy that week, and he goes off for like thirty-five points. I think he only played like three quarters and was getting thirty-five points, <laughs> and then and then out for the rest of the year. Yeah. So we spent a lot of time talking about running backs, and I think it's it's safe to say that when you're looking at a running back, especially if you're going to have an early pick in the first round, you want a back that one is going to get the vast majority, if not pretty much the entire load, like CMC, Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, the guys that are going to carry get eighty percent of the touches as a running back. But especially in a PPR league where you have CMC go off, who's really good out of the backfield. John Taylor, who can catch the ball in the backfield. Saquon, who can, can catch the ball in the backfield, but mostly does a lot of his work between the tackles. Uh, I, had, I had another point here for another running back that d- does really well. Uh, Josh Jacobs is kind of right in there. He gets Josh all, Jacobs all gets a lot of touches. J- Joe Mixon, I mean, in my opinion, really struggled as a rusher, but did a lot of work out of the backfield and catching the ball. And that's where he... I, I feel like he made up a lot of points for a lot of people that drafted him. I drafted him for somebody. Tony Pollard's going to be that way this year. For well, sure. T- Tony Pollard was still a 1,000-yard rusher. Yeah. So he's and that's fucking nuts. And, and with Dallas not really having another option, I mean, he's going to get a ton of the workload. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, 
Deuce, he's he, going to get it early. He's going to get it often. I think well, Deuce is going to get in more, more than we think. For sure. But, I mean, Pollard does have that explosiveness, too, where you might get a 60-yard touchdown. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Whereas, he's, he's got the breakaway speed. Where, whereas Zeke yeah. was kind of hindering that because the less carries you get, the less chance you get for that explosion. So, right. I agree. So, I mean, Pollard could be a big hitter that, I mean, you have those weeks where he has a couple runs that, you know, really solidify those weeks. It's just like, a, it's kind of like a, shoot, wasn't it Le'Veon Bell that would usually like struggle, but then he would have breakout runs? For sure, it was that like he that patient running. Oh style yeah, he just kind of sit behind his line. He's like, there, oh, there's there. a gap. And then if it if it was there, he'd take it. And I mean, but then he's also a big dude. So by the time third quarter hits, you're tired of tackling that guy. And eventually, he starts breaking a couple of big I ones was, on you. I was actually surprised that uh, Tony Pollard's not a small dude. Like when you see pictures yeah. of him and stuff, I'm like, oh, that's. Kind of a skinny, small dude. He's like six two. Yeah, he just a, I mean, he's, he's, tall, he's, he's like, a little bit taller. Yeah. so I think it just kind of appears that yeah. way. And, Compared to Zeke, who's barely six foot, but he's thick. Jacked. See, I here here. So back in uh, we're going on a little tangent here. Back in college, he ran hurdles, Zeke, and that's why I think he was explosive for like two or three years in the league, and then he kind of trailed off because then he got jacked. I'm like, he should have just kept running. Well, I mean. You see that with all of those battering ram styles that aren't outside of Derrick Henry because he's a giant. But I mean, he's a monster. But all of those battering ram style guys, and that's what, kind of what Zeke was. Is just he's just going to pound you, and he's gonna, between the tackles yes, kind of guy. He's going to wear your defense out, and he's going to get his yards, and he's going to just destroy you three and a half, five yards at a time, and you're going to get tired. But those guys just tail off quick. The only one that never did was Frank Gore. Yes. Also, kind of fucking a legend, jacked, oldie. Yeah, dude did it for twenty plus years. Yeah. But I mean, you've seen guys like uh, back to your Cowboys. I mean, Marion Barber was another one of those style oh, guys yeah. that just hit the hole so hard, and I mean, hard, tough to tackle. But again, when it trailed off, it trailed off quickly. Right. I want to go back to Derrick Henry because Derrick Henry, he's the outlier. One, he's the outlier because early on in his career, he didn't get the touches early on in his career. So he's, you know, relatively. Year-wise, on the back end, quote unquote, oh, he's for sure on the back, back end of his end. career, but still relatively fresh as someone that would have got all those touches early in his career when he first signed. Who was and, in his way? Uh, Demarco Murray. Yeah. Which when he left and went to there, he was still killing it. But who was before? There was someone before Demarco, wasn't there? Uh, Maybe not. No, was it Demarco? Was not, just not Demarco Johnson sure. there? So, no, so CJ2K was, was way, way before. So, yeah. so Demarco played at the Cowboys, then went to Eagles for one year, and then went to Tennessee. Uh, I maybe I'm wrong. I, I think that. Oh might, no, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm well, not. you. I want to get back to my point. <laughs> so, I told I made a trade in your draft last season for some. In the first round. Yeah. So I can get back in the first round because I traded the first round pick. My first round pick. He, he had the, uh, Spencer, he had the number one overall pick and he traded that away to get so I, a, a so certain I get player, Hurts. Jalen Hurts. So I, I, tra- I traded the number one overall pick for Jalen Hurts. And then he traded away to get back into the first. Then I traded to get so back the, into the first. This is a keeper's league? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And uh, the guy that I traded my pick to, he's like, so who should I get here? I was like, honestly, if I still had this pick, because it was like the, Eighth or ninth pick in the first round. I was like, I'd get Derrick Henry. Yeah, if he's it was last year. Yeah, yeah, last year. And I mean, like I said, I drafted him one hundred and one last year. The the, fir- the first couple games was rough for Derrick Henry. People, he didn't put. A, he got his touches, but he just wasn't getting yards. Oh yeah, he was. And scared. R- Ryan was the guy that I told him to draft. I was like, just be patient. This guy 
or late on in the season when defenses get tired of tackling this big son of a bitch, he's going to get his yards. And then slowly you start seeing his yards creep up and creep up and creep up. That's where we start to see the bigger running backs, especially as defenses get smaller and smaller to combat these faster offenses that are being passed first. You're going to start seeing the Josh Jacobs, I mean, the, the Nick Chubbs, the, the Derek Ramondre Kings. Stevenson's kind of like that right now. Prime example yeah. of right. that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and if you look at Derrick Henry's ADP, he's going at the two three turn right now, and because they're so because people are so scared of what they're, the Titans are going to be. Everybody's trying, but I I want a running back on a terrible team. Because you know who's going to get. The I mean, just you're, you're talking down. about the worst receiving core in the NFL. I mean, yeah. who, they, I know that. Um, look at the Texans from last year. Okongo, they're talking about him up just because they have no other option. Yeah, the tight end that just got there. Yeah. Check a king but I agree with you. I mean, look at uh, the Texans from Damian last Pierce. year, and Damian Pierce went off, and that's a terrible team. That before he got injured, yeah, and, and he looked good. And now Damian Pierce was like top five in in elusiveness stats and making people miss. I mean, but again, yeah, if you're on a bad team and that's got a coach that will stick to the run and it's not just going to let their quarterback throw a bunch of interceptions, I want that that guy oh, that's yeah. just going to because again, it's the Najee Harris. I give me all the workload. But at the two three turn, and and then if you look at uh, Derrick Henry's strength of schedule this year, he has the worst strength of schedule of like he or I guess the most favorable strength pretty, of pretty strength. soft. It, it's the number one for running backs in the NFL this year, and and he's going to the two three turn. I I, I have him going at the end of the first. I, I mean, he's he's got to play Jacksonville. He's got a terrible front. Exactly. The Colts that have a not so good. Run stop. You, you have Leonard. So I mean, you got or uh, well, I mean Leonard and Buckner, but they're they're not so much. If you can double team Buckner and then get up to the second level, uh, especially without Bobby Okereke, uh, it's it's kind of rough now in the middle. So he's getting a couple games a year yeah. against both and of those teams. The Texans, whose front is for the run game, not very good, decent against the pass. I mean, they can get after the quarterback in the past, but against the run, they were one of the worst in the league. So there's six games that he is like just gonna just go prime to set right. off and. I, I, I'm, if I'm pick 10, there's no way I'm passing up Derrick Henry. I, no. I, I, I can't oh, yeah. do it. I wouldn't either. Um, which, which actually kind of brings us to this next point of when you're looking at somebody, especially let's let's stick in the first round or even the second round. Are you looking at someone that's going to have a blowout season, uh, just a big come out season, or are you going to look at someone that has had prior success for you or for someone else in your league? You said in like the second, third round? Let, let's stick to the first and second Stick round. to the first round. I, I, my, if my whole strategy in that first round, kind of go back to my point, I, I have to see a, a path, even if it's a slim path, that this guy has a shot to finish number one overall. I know if you're in a 12 man league and you're a pick 10, 11, 12, sometimes that guy, it's a long shot. Um, that's like Bijan Robinson this year. That's what I was going to say. He's going in the middle of the first. I, for me, that's tough. No, thanks. I watched him at Texas. He was incredible. It's super explosive guy. I mean, has all the tangi- the you know the stuff, all the measurables. Dude is in an offense that ran it a ton, but uh, it, it's se- second second most run to pass ratio. Yeah, yeah, it's, I, it's but it's again, if I'm sitting there pick 10, 11, 12, you know maybe I do pull the trigger. For me, it's really hard to take in a rookie See, in the first I'm, round. I'm gonna be honest with you. If I'm sitting ten through twelve, I'm actually more inclined to try to take like Kelsey, but Kelsey's actually going earlier than that. Yeah, I think his ADP is around but five I'm, or six. I might think about grabbing 
Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes at the same time. If in, I'm right in the there, first round, in the first round. So you're kind of alluding to what we're going to get to next, as you know. Yeah, some of those drats for sure. But like the reason why I say that is because you said it yourself. You're looking for the number one in a position. You we talked about it. You could basically consider Travis Kelsey a wide receiver one for sure. In my oh, opinion, yeah. the, but the, especially the, on that team. The benefit of having Kelsey is the number. T- he's going to average you twenty to twenty three points a game. Number yeah. two, the number two tight end is maybe going to average you 14. 14, I, 15. We're talking about like so Kittle, ta- Wa- uh, uh, Waller, Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews, like stuff. That's it. Yeah, and and that's a huge. You, you're every week you're going in with at least a ten point advantage over just on receptions just, too. Yeah, yeah, just but on but on points you, you have a ten point advantage at that position no matter who you're you're the opposing tight end is and there's no other position that there's that big of disparity between number one and number two that's why i'm looking i would be like and later on in the i know some people are actually taking him way sooner i've seen anywhere between five and seven just picking him so if i'm sitting there later and i see kelsey drop i might be thinking in my head hey that's a number one position by far yeah if, if i'm seven on i'm i'm taking kelsey with my first pick yeah i mean and you could make the argument that you could take him number one overall because of consistency. I mean, he's number one to number two running back or number one to number two tight the, end the last five years. The only other he's, tight end he's that's going to be he's going to continue to be the primary target for Pat Mahomes in that offense for sure. And, especially yeah. they haven't done much to that receiving core. I mean, right. Kadarius Tony is going to have a little bit more time with that offense, but I mean, he's still going to be I mean, that number one guy. And, oh, for and, sure. Andy Reid is going to scheme those other receivers and those and those scat backs. He's going to scheme them open and they're going to have their plays, but everything goes through. Travis Kelsey, whether it's going to be Travis Kelsey running off a linebacker or safety, so it running opens up, up it, op- it opens up somebody else over the top or underneath. Yeah. Travis Kelsey and that connection with Patrick Mahomes is what's going to drive that offense for sure. And I mean, you don't see one without the other now. No, I mean, those right. two dudes, are, and, uh, their chemistry. And some could make the argument that you, if you're later on in the draft, you could get Kelsey and then go right back when it comes into the snake. And pick up Mahomes right after and do the, the second one round. That, that that's one thing that I haven't really. I've fiddled with it a qu- little bit. Question a lot is stacking in season long leagues. That I remember when I was doing daily fantasy when DraftKings was first like a big thing. I like and, I like and the, stack. In the fifty fifties, you just kind of find a stack and just stick with it. So that's something that isn't in your notes. But uh, let's go with a stack stra- strategy. Okay. So if you can. What stacks would you have? Obviously, we, we talked about Travis Kelsey. You know, if, if, it, if it fell to you, Travis Kelsey late first round. That's and then the get Mahomes one. early second round. So the only problem, the problem with Kelsey and Mahomes is they go too early. Yes. If you're, you're putting yourself at a huge disadvantage. And this might be the year where that works out because you have such good running back depth. I mean, Joe Mixon's in the fourth round. Yeah. I mean, now I, I do think his ADP will creep up as more drafts start happening, but... I mean, you're you're essentially going into the third round, and you don't have a running back or a wide receiver. Rough. And you're in a te- because everybody else in your league is not going to draft a quarterback. If I if it's me and Travis Kelsey's gone, I'm not drafting a tight end in the next until after round six, and that's if Mark Andrews is there in the sixth. I and he Mark Andrews probably is going to rebound. I assume. I mean, he's going to. I I would guess he's going to take over that number two role, but. I just don't see the value in another tight end inside the top four rounds at least. So so now so now when it gets back to you in the third round, you're talking everybody else has receivers. Everybody else has their number one running back. 
you're going to have to take a chance on a guy, but you do have that stack where, and it's going it to be off. like a 60 point a week stack. Yeah. That's the cool thing. Yeah. Uh, I do agree with you though. What at that point, if Kelsey's gone and like we said, it's going to be a 10 point difference between first and second in the ranking. So why would you get anybody in that same category? Whereas with receiver, the difference is going to be one to two points, maybe. And, uh, the only thing I would say about that is if you do this stack, QB right into uh, Mahomes right into Kelsey, I would go straight for wide receiver. Because you would have to. Because there is such a disparity between the first like four rounds of wide receiver and then everything after that is you're just taking the ultimate chance. You are definitely gonna take some risk. And now I I do think Calvin Ridley in, in is going around the seventh. I mean that is a guy that there's a path for a guy in the seventh round, and it's a risk that could finish inside. He could he could finish wide receiver one, for sure. I mean, he could, but also, uh, who's coming back for the Jags this year? At what? Uh, you have Christian Kirk. C- Christian Kirk's still there. Zay Jones take got a, a, quite a bit of targets. Yeah, that, um, that could take away quite a bit from him being number one guy. But yeah, I can see a path where he is now the number one target on that team and becomes a number one receiver. I was thinking more, if I'm th- if I'm looking at that late of wide receiver, I'm looking for, who can I get late in the, in the round? Like a Brandon Cooks or... Um, a Gallup? No, nah, Gallup's, Gallup's un- basically undrafted uh, because yeah. of Brandon Cooks basically taking over that spot. Gallup's going to be... Um, any, Deontay team. Johnson is going after the fourth, which I think is a... Crazy, Deontay Johnson's number one in open receiver stats according to ESPN. I mean, the 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 it's I think it's hold on just a second. it's the five thirty eight. They have him as like uh, let me pull this up real quick. And Kadarius Tony, like on your team, Kadarius Tony's going kind of late too as well. Yes, another guy. It's going in the seventh eighth round. But and someone has to take Juju's spot. So for sure, they they have Deontay Johnson as a ninety nine score. ESPN does on open now on catch. They have him at a fifty five. I mean, <laughs> Deontay drops in. I mean, <laughs> but the, how much of that is like Deontay, and how much of that is like Pickett was a little off because it's his rookie year. I, I agree, and well, and, and the, the offensive line. Well, and the offensive line, yeah. And he got kind of got that reputation too. Big Ben had a it was really rough those couple years that, oh, that yeah. Deontay Johnson was there. Oh. So I mean he didn't hit it definitely could be a lot of the, the quarterback play there. So now is is Johnson still with the with the Steelers? Yes, yes. Yeah. It's 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 Deontay Johnson, uh Claypool left. Pickens. You got Pickens. Pickens. Or P- Pickens. Yeah, Pickens. You have uh, Pat Fryer, and I don't know the third there, to be honest. Um I, Oklahoma I State receiver. No, he's gone. Is he? James Washington. James Washington. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I, I don't know the third there then. But, I mean, then George Pickens on, again, I'll on, on, on 538, George Pickens is the number one yeah, catch he, guy yeah, in he's, the NFL he's right and now. He's, and he's, yeah. he's down there, too. He, they're going around the same time period. For sure. Again, again it's just... Brandon Ayuk's can, going later, too, which is crazy. Because I feel more comfortable with Brandon Ayuk on my team than I do with Debo Samuel. After, I do, too. I agree. After they acquired Christian McCaffrey, Debo... I was a guy who had Debo Samuel. It... Was rough. You're just sitting like, fuck. Well, yeah, same with uh, you're, you can't bench him. You have this guy that you invested. You can, and then maybe that's was been my problem. Is like I have this guy that I drafted in the late or the early third round. I turned at the at the um, two three turn. I draft uh, Debo Samuel, and I'm sitting here like I can't bench this guy, but he's just sitting there getting nothing and nothing and nothing. That's how I felt about 
uh, Swift last year when he was injured. I drafted him in the second round, and I'm like, I can't get rid of him. I can't. I, it's, and I, it would have paid off dividends if I just get tossed him away. Yeah, try to try to maybe find somebody that does see the upside and try to trade him yeah. for something. Um, same with uh, Cordell Patterson. Once once uh, Algier jumped in that backfield and he got hurt for like that two to three week period, they just dumped him. They uh, didn't do anything. With he him. was what, running back three. Yeah, when that happened two years ago, something like that. Yeah, well, last year he was pretty last good year? at the beginning of the season. Cordell Patterson was so, doing. So I remember two two years ago in that keeper league, I drafted Cordell really late. Yeah, and, that, that yeah. was that was about two or three years, yeah, ago, two where, years ago, where he just got to the Falcons. Yeah, uh-huh. and then it just went boomed. off because yeah. it was the first time they ever let him go out of the backfield, let him do slot stuff, let him do everything. So, um, go ahead. Now that we've gotten past kind of like that, what is your draft strategy? Like, what are you doing? Like, you go an RB, RB, wide receiver, RB, wide receiver, let, receiver. Let's word it like this: the best ideal first four rounds. How are you going to go? Well, it depends on where I'm at. Let, let, but let's best case scenario for you. So, what, wherever you want to, what is the five, best? What is the best case for you to draft? Is it uh, number one overall or like four or five? I'd rather be four to six. Okay, so I want to. I want to be in the middle. It's it's not too many picks before it gets back to me. Right. That one's great, but then if after you're, that if you're, you're kind of waiting. If you're if you're in twelve man league, it's twenty four picks before it gets back yeah. to you. Right. So, so let, you, let's say it's a twelve man league. You get pick five. Ideally, what's the first four picks you're going to go with? And um, you, you can give specific names if you want, or you can just, or you can just give positions. If if there's one of I have th- this year, I have four running backs who I think are all on kind of a level that I don't think there's any other running backs, and I think those four are Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, and Nick Chubb. Out. If, so if if I'm pick four through six, and one of those four falls to me, I'm taking whichever four of them. I mean. I, I would the be, think the that, best one available. The, the best one available. Right. I think Nick Chubb has the best ability to fall because people, for some reason, people don't give him respect. Depends if Saquon wants to withhold. For sure, that's it's, also true. I think it's the bias of like people in their brain, just kind of oh, this guy has to split carries. But now you're talking about a guy that's going to take over the whole backfield. They haven't, they didn't really invest draft capital in him, uh, or at least in that position. And they, from it sounds like that they're going to start giving him more of the passing game. Uh, I mean, his ADP's in the second round, and I, I have him at pick six. I, I, Nick Chubb is an incredible value, and a dude that's never – I mean, he's had his knee issues, but I, I feel super confident. From, yeah, from time to I mean, time. And we, we all know. Who, who, what running back hasn't? Exactly, really. and, and he's shown he's rebounded from it. So, I mean, that I, offense has to go through Nick Chubb. Okay. I'm, I'm not a Deshaun Watson truther. I, I don't believe that he's a, a solid quarterback. I, I think he's got great talent, but if that offense wants to have success – Chubb has to do Chubb things. They have to get Chubb going early and often in the run game to open up the pass game for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, or and and getting him involved in the short screen game. Right. I mean, short he, screen he, game. It's, check it's downs. not that he hasn't shown he can't catch. It's just you had Kareem Hunt, who was an incredible, much more exactly an incredible yeah. receiving running back. But I mean, Nick Chubb is I so think, incredible value. So since you gave that your first round, I'll give my first round. I like to actually pick round. Seven through nine. Okay, so okay. you're you're the you're like the middle to late. Third I, I like quarter. I like when I come. It comes back to my pick. The in the second round, I like it to be like six picks later, four, eight picks later. I like to be really close. Yeah, and you're getting two guys inside the top fifteen. Exactly. So, and I'm actually looking more towards of two specific guys, wide receivers. They're more of a proven commodity because at that position, I feel like most of the number one RB. Wide receivers that have a potential to do that are gone, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Especially in PPR. So I'm going for guys that are proven, but also have an opportunity to be number one. I'm talking like Stefan Diggs, yep. Cooper Cup, 
even though Cooper Cup kind of struggled last year. And he's kind of going all over the place in, in ADP. I mean, I, I listen to a lot of the Fantasy Footballers podcasts, and they talk about, like, they've seen Cooper Cup go two, three. Oh, yeah. They, they've seen him go at the turn. And so, I mean, he's a guy that you could have fallen to you at the end of the first round. And what an incredible value there. For my, sure. My opinion doesn't mean shit on this, but I would not touch Cooper Cup with a 10-foot pole in the first round. Just because of injuries? One, because injuries. Two, I don't believe in that offense. I, I just think this is yeah, so Stafford much homer. That's why I would yeah. invest in Cooper Cup because there is no offense except I, for him. I just I don't, I, I don't, I don't even. That. If I, we, we looked at this the other day, and honestly, it's Cooper Cup, and then there's like no big names right the, after. The problem him. with having only one guy, and we're going to get to this a little later in, in our second episode, uh, when you only have one guy that the defense can key on. It's going to be hard to get that one guy the ball. Oh, for sure. And, and it seems like it, it doesn't make sense that he gets open. You, it, I mean, the last three years, if they drop back, you know there's an 80% chance that it's going to go to Cooper Cup. Right. You, you can have a double cover, and he's still going to just a lot In that out. overtime game, in the playoff game, they knew it was going to him, and he still got it. And I, I looked like he was maybe playing through a concussion. Yeah. And dude was <laughs> still out there just, like, bringing stuff down. That That's – that's so I'm – if I'm later in the rounds, I'm looking at those two guys. Um, if it's a so if, if be- before, a- before you carry on, if Kelsey drops to you at seven, eight, nine, are you taking Kelsey? Ooh. Right, here, here, let me see. Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, or Travis Kelsey? Oh. The, because all three of those are, are 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 about that that ADP. Here's my problem with Tyreek Hill. He's gonna. I be don't know if Tua oh, can actually, make it. He's not gonna be suspended. I don't think he'll he be suspended next year. I don't think he'll get suspended at all. He'll oh, for doing that. No, that guy uh, didn't press charges. They didn't press charges. It'd be okay. Uh, the, no, but that that has nothing to do. I, I anything Tariq does on the field, I, there's no problem in my head with that. What is, my problem is, is his quarterback. Tua. I don't know if Tua is gonna be there for sure. See if if. We had if that's the only reason I have Tyreek. I have Tyreek Hill is ten. I, I basically made a list as if I was to make 10, 12 teams and I was drafting. I have Tyreek Hills who I would take tenth. But if 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 you had certainty, even with to his skills, but you knew he was going to be there, I would Tyreek Hills in my top five. Yeah, because he, he could easily be like one, like a Jefferson or Chase and be the number one guy for sure. And I mean, he put up fourteen hundred yards last year with. Some third-string quarterbacks. Yeah. Is Skyler Thompson? Yeah, Skyler uh, no. Thompson. Uh, Teddy Tuglum get hurt also? Yeah, yeah Teddy, Teddy Tuglum. Oh, I don't too. Okay, I don't recall that. I, I mean, so yes. I, it, I mean, Dax, or not Dax, two is one concussion away from maybe never playing football again. That's exactly I'm right. Surprised that's, he's coming that's back That's my all. scary part about Tariq. For sure. There's definitely risk involved in the Tyreek Hill pick. Now, am, am I, I have a bias about this. Mm-hmm. So if I see Stefan Diggs there but it, and – there's a he's probably going to go before he gets back to the second round. I'll probably take Stefan Diggs because of his tar- his target share, and he has come up big for me in the past. Even for, for even sure. though after after he just stated Spencer just stated that there's about an eight to ten point difference just from tight end one to tight end two. If Kelsey drops him, you it, don't take him there. I would. I'm, it's, I'm it's hard not to. I'm super tempted. Eight, eight to ten points is a lot. And, and I think if I'm seven. I don't, but if at nine, I'm sitting there cl- Eight or nine. hovering. I'm sitting there hovering over Kelsey. Yeah, the, the later you get there, the the harder that that decision yeah. gets to. This is great because if I have to draft somebody, draft for somebody in this league, I'm gonna have so much more knowledge this year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so I'm I, so, so if I'm later, like I want to be in a draft, that's mm-hmm. kind of who I'm looking You're for. Looking so I'm actually receiver. looking at wide receiver, maybe Kelsey if he drops. Um, you were looking for more of the top tier running back type of guys, Henry if he drops. Uh-huh. 
We're going back to the second round now. So you get to go first in the second round. Okay, I'll go first. Because yeah, it's a so, state draft, so, so you yeah, want to be on the are, back end. Yeah, was your strategy if best available, or if you go wide receiver, are, are you looking for the best running back that's left, or are you just Ooh. best available type of guy? Okay, it all depends on the wide receiver that's there. But usually, in my strategy, I'm looking running back. I'm, I'm looking to go wide receiver running back. I like a super balanced team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking for a running back. Last year... A guy that I got talked out of a lot that was going in the second round, Saquon Barkley. Oh, wow. And I got talked out of it by everyone. <laughs> Saquon's not going to do anything good. Da, 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 da. I got talked out of it by so many people, and I, 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 I walked away from it. And That's instead, picked, I think I picked Zeke instead, that was which stupid. was awful. So, But I'm looking for that type of guy. I'm looking for uh, Henry if he drops super low. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if Chubb's there. If Chubb's there, thank goodness. For sure, yeah. Uh, Saquon's also dropping from time to time too. That's who I'm. Lo- I'm looking for that running back with the amount of carries that workloading needs and high upside. I drafted Saquon in. I think I had four. I had him in four leagues last year. I saw an interview with him with. I think it was Aaron Andrews, and she was like, "Do you think you can ever get back to the old Saquon Barkley?" And he goes, "With all due respect, that's how, how am I not supposed to take offense to that question?" He's <laughs> like, "He's he what I was." He goes, I, "I'm I'm." Bigger, faster, and stronger than I was. He goes, I, I know. I'm not getting back to where I was. I'm going to be better than I was. And I, I heard that interview, and I said, I'm drafting him every chance I get to draft. Yeah, him. I let, I let, I let people get in my head about it, and I just went away from that. That reminds me of a. So last year, the fantasy footballers podcast that you said we both listened to, Austin Eckler did an interview on that show, and I was like, he's my number one guy. He said. You would be, he said to the cameras, you would be mistaken if you don't take me in the first round. And I was like, that's my dude right there. Why so did, that's why didn't you do the Bane voice right there? You'd be mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Um, so I'm looking for that workload running back that somehow fell. People are doubting, but I'm not. That's what I'm looking for in the second round. And that's like early second round. That's like, uh, Third through sixth pick, basically, in that second round. So going off of that, where, what are you looking for? So now I'm looking at the middle towards back. So I'm four through six of the back of the second round. Um, guys, a guy that I'm just super high on. And the analytics show that he's was had an incredible season. If there's some way that A.J. Brown sneaks around to me. Oh, there, yeah. I mean, you're talking a guy that's like, Average depth of target was big. Um, target percentage was big. I mean, they have two dudes, and they're just going to throw to those two guys. Right. I mean, I, I don't trust Dallas Goddard at all. Uh, I I mean, one, he can't stay healthy, and two, I. it seems like Jalen Hurts, when he does, well, they run it a lot, but when they do throw it, he likes to go deep, and he's got two guys on that team that find a way to catch the ball. They, right. they track the ball really well. And, and I mean, they both find... extremely physical against small corners. And AJ, AJ Brown's a monster. Yeah. AJ Brown could easily be a wide receiver, the number one. He could easily. He could finish, yeah, wide receiver overall number one. Yeah. I mean, analytics show that he he didn't, he had, had a little bit of unluckiness in the end zone. I mean, but still, he was top 10 receiver last year. Yeah. Def- um, so you're so is that the only guy you're looking for? Now? No, no. I mean, I, it would it, if I'm going running back early. I mean, the guys like uh, C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown. Um, I'm really early rounds. I'm fading Amon Ross St. Brown this year. Early early Ooh. rounds. Uh, I mean, he's a stud. Nothing against him, but I think you got him for six games, and then 
his workload's going to decrease. Jam- I don't know, Jam- man. Jam- Jamison Williams, next year when we're having this conversation, Jamison Williams is a second-round pick. First second-round pick. You're talking to the literally the Amon Ross St. Brown homer. Like, I, w- I am so huge on this and, dude. And it has nothing to do with Amon Ross' talent. It has 100% to do with Jamison Williams' yeah. talent. I mean, when he came, he didn't do very much last year. I mean, I know he was suspended – Came in and he suspended the or no he was hurt he was hurt he had the knee injury in the yeah. national championship but I mean you're talking a guy that is number one overall receiver talent yeah I know we yeah, haven't had Alvin a chance Ra's, to see it Alvin Ross been proving it though for the past two years that he deserves the workload so uh, last year oh two years ago when when I, when I drafted Alvin Ross I drafted him in like the tenth eleventh round like super late. And he just, you know, sat on the bench, basically. And then in those last six weeks of his rookie year, he went off. All last year, I got to keep, I got to, we're in a keeper league. I had to keep him at like a ninth round pick. So I had a number, a number like top 10 guy yeah. in the ninth round. And so I just fell in love with the guy. I He's he's been my workload guy, literally. And, and what an incredible story. I mean, between like him and his brother. Oh, Chicago, yeah. His dad's a powerlifting champion, and I mean, they work out off the field together. And I mean, I no, I, I really like Amon Ross St. Brown, but I'm a huge fan of Jameson Williams. And I think if, that uh, you're going to have a set, you're going to have a top 12 receiver for six weeks. And then I think the second Jameson Williams steps in, I think you instantly see a decrease. So in I have Amon. two questions off that. Okay. If he didn't get suspended for the gambling thing, is he going in that same position up there, up top? I don't think so, just because he's not proven. I mean, okay. and, and fantasy football draft guys are gonna just go. I, I, the same reason I'm not drafting uh, Bijan Robinson in the first round, even though his ADP says he's middle of the first. The same reason I don't. I think you'd see Jamison slip till the fourth or the fifth round. I mean, this this year. I mean, he, you're gonna be able to pick him up in the tenth yeah. because same uh, same thing. Going back to what you said earlier, um, is that a good case for Amon Ra to be drafted and then in like week four when he's gone off? Ditch him and get and try to trade him off to people. One hundred percent. I mean, if if the, if you go in with that mindset of knowing that you have a guy that's going to go off, he's going to get you a lot of points. He's going to get other managers looking at him. They're going to have to watch. Everybody watches all the games now. You're everybody's going to see him on Raw. I mean, I think the Detroit Lions are going to be a great team this year. I, I'm I'm on Raw is going to be getting all these points. And yeah, and then yes, I I do think fifth week. Even if you want to do six week and somebody that maybe is not paying attention doesn't understand Jameson's coming back, yeah. and you can, I say you put out feelers around the fourth, fifth week. Though, yes, yes. Sure. Maybe start trying to make yeah. offers, and then he's still just getting his workload in, and you can get some value back for him then before you start to see that decline. Even if the person knows there's going to be a decline, who, who knows? A lot of receiving, uh, I mean, a lot of good receiving cores have two number one options and still can maintain that. And they Detroit threw the ball a lot this year. I, I do expect them to maybe throw it a little bit less with Jameer Gibbs. I mean, I, I think he's going to be a, a crazy value in the middle of this I, draft. I think he could also catch a lot of balls too, though. Jameer, yes, yes, Jameer Gibbs is, but I mean, he's going to eat up some of the target share. I guess is what I, I should oh, have yeah, said. Oh no, I get you. So, right, yeah, yeah. but I mean, the way that they're talking about Jameer Gibbs in the Detroit Lions camp is like they think this guy can be an Alvin Kamara type of back. For sure. I and, agree with that. I mean, I know he's not a, an overly big guy. And I do think if you do bet high on Jameer Gibbs, you will have some touchdowns poached from David Montgomery now that he's there. Mm-hmm. But, I mean. I'm not a big David Montgomery guy. I, I, I'm i not either. I had him, and I've been burned by him. 
I mean, the weeks I play him, then, I mean, you have Khalil Herbert went nuts. I, I, I couldn't guess right with those two. Okay, so now let's move on to the third round. You're coming back on that turn. You're early on in the third. Where, where are you looking? You got a wide receiver. You got a – or you got a – Running back. You got a running receiver. back now. You got a wide receiver. Now what are you looking so for? I, so now I'm looking for somebody that I think is – maybe had a bad year last year, but is a 12 guy. Now, now is when I'm looking for Najee Harris. Now is when I'm looking for Joe Mixon. I mean, if if there's no chance, I, I I really don't believe in the Derrick Henry making it to the third hype. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, hey, yeah. I've seen it actually in some drafts. I, I mean, I, mean I, I can tell you, Cody, in your league, he ain't making it. No, he's not because people <laughs> like him too much. I mean, maybe a DK Metcalf even. I mean, DK Metcalf had over fifteen. He's had over fifteen red zone targets the last three years. No, no one else in the NFL's done that at least active players right now. I mean, you're talking a guy that is – he got unlucky. I think he only scored on like 25% of those. But, I mean, he's getting the red zone targets. And uh, Gino, whether or not he's great or not, I mean, maybe it's Pete Carroll that's just able to do this with his quarterbacks. But with them having Tyler Lockett and Jackson Smith and Jigba, I know that's a really crowded receiver room. Right, But yeah. they all kind of have their own purpose. I mean – Tyler Lockett's your burner guy that's going to, you know, get open down the he, middle. He's the route runner. Exactly. Yeah. And he kind of frees stuff open for DK underneath, and he's going to get his targets. I mean, I, I think I think DK Metcalf, it could be a breakout player. So in, in my third round, I'm looking for a guy that I think people are doubting, that I believe in, that I think maybe underperformed last year, flying under the radar, somebody that I still – there's a chance that if stuff falls their way, there's a way for them to be a top 12 player. But absolutely, like – you're not looking at QB at all. I, I will I, absolutely okay. not. So to get the gist, you're looking more or less receiver of someone that is going to get targets, but not necessarily have the like you said the high ceiling for sure. Somebody Wait, that did someone, someone that's going to get you your 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 twelve ish points a week, and then you know he might go off for twenty for sure. Or, or just if stuff goes his way, if if you have a Tyler Lockett injury, all of a sudden DK Metcalf could be a top 10 receiver. And and DK is. I mean, he's got the speed to stretch the length of the field. He's He's got the physicality to go across the middle and battle linebackers in the middle. I mean, so, so dude's a fucking stud yeah, so, and a freak. So I'm even running back, like Joe Mixon. I mean, he's a, he's he's available around there. Um, I mean, those guys have to have a little bit go their way. They're not sure bets, which is why they're not going in the first two rounds. Right. So they're a little bit more of a risk. I, but in the third round, I'd, I'd much rather take a guy that there's a chance this guy could be top 10 than take a guy that, like, is a third round guy. Why I like Joe Mixon, especially going before the third round, is that we talked about this off the mics about uh, the Cowboys not having went, not having anyone to spell uh, Tony Pollard. No one's there to really spell. Yeah, spell. Uh, they have Ford, but Mixon I mean, he's, that's a they have a brand new rookie, and that's yeah. it. And it, it's not even a good rookie. It's not. It's no, not well, a, no, well, no. well. It depends on who you ask. The guy's actually really good. Yeah, but no draft capital. No, 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 no. So the team doesn't owe him anything. I mean, right. if, if you if you go first, second round, I mean, you have to get this guy involved. But you don't have any draft capital if the guy works out and gets a. You know, he. You're talking about a guy that has to prove his way into carries. I mean, just look at Algier. Algier was a fourth round pick. Played fantastic all year, and then right off the back, they draft Bijan Robinson for sure. And I don't care about him. And, and but the, I mean, how do you not take the best running back in that spot in the draft? I thought it was early. I, was, I, I thought I, it was I, early too. I, I, I was shocked to see him come off the board that early. I and was then, not. And then, and then, and then uh, I thought he was going to Philly. I, I, I thought he was going to Philly for sure. I was hoping not because I think Philly's stacked. 
fucking Bijan. Don't I'm, say that. I'm, I'm a Bijan <laughs> fucking true. Don't don't say that to me. <laughs> All right, he, he's the real deal. I mean, he, he I, and I, what, what sucks is that he went to Philly. I'm I feel bad for him. Who Bijan? Yeah, we were going back and forth between Philly and Atlanta. That's that's what I was thinking. I was like, man, poor guy. It's like almost being a quarterback and drafted the fucking Browns in the in the late nineties, early two thousands. It's just like that. It's, it's what what mindset is he going to take into it? Is he going to? This is my chance. I can I can carry this team, and if I do it, everybody's going to go. He's the dude that did it. I mean, he's, he's going to get his touches. He's, he's going to do. Derrick Henry carried the Titans for the past like four seasons, so. The Titans are like a three-win team without Derrick Henry. Yeah, he's. I mean, you're talking less. Bottom they, of the they, NFL. They, less. they could barely be a three-win team this year with Derrick Henry. Yeah, they they don't look good. No, Cody, your third round. So, uh, I'm also looking for DK to drop. To me too, like because that's that's been happening. He's he's dropping down mm-hmm. lower, lower. Huge physical guy. Gino obviously likes him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lockett's not going to be there forever. And uh, he's getting older. Yes, they drafted uh, Jackson Smith. Smith. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce the last part uh, of that. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce that. But yeah, they have that too. But he's a proven commodity. Also, how can you not like a guy that can run down Buddha Baker in like a 90-yard sprint? For sure. And, you know, with a with Buddha getting like a 20-yard head start. It's just how do you not like that? For sure, he's a monster. Um, a guy, guys that I'm kind of scared of, though. I'll, I'll, I'll throw these out there. Okay. T. Higgins is falling down there. I'm scared of him because he's number two. Uh, Chris Olave, I'm kind of scared of because you don't know how Derek Carr is going to be dealing with. He, he can't Chris be Olave. worse than what they had last year, though. I know, dude. And, and you Chris, were you were you've been on this podcast. You never Derek, know. Derek I like Carr, Derek that, Carr. Derek Carr. That I, he's I, he's amazing. I, I was a Chris Olave truther last year. Yeah. I drafted him in every single league that I was in. I drafted him earlier than he should have been drafted. And I mean, outside of like the first two or three weeks, dude was a solid receiver. I mean, really a high end receiver too. He finished inside the top twenty, um, and I don't see any reason he could taper off other than the fact that. Michael Thomas did receive 75% of the red zone targets. And I mean, so you, when they did get near the end zone, Chris Olave is a little bit of a smaller target where he does run good routes and stuff. But I mean, they're still going to, I think, especially Derek Carr likes big receivers. Yeah, he, he likes the way you can just throw that deep corner fade too and just yeah, throw it yes, up. Yeah. yeah. But another guy I'm looking at too is uh, Travis Etienne. Now, there are some people that don't really like Travis Etienne. But when I watched, just from an eyeball test, when I watched him. In Jacksonville, playing, I like him. Uh, his his fantasy points may not exactly registered that last year, but he it's this is basically only like year and a half for him because he missed basically all of his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Last year was his rookie year. Now we're looking like kind of sophomore year for sure. And he got really unlucky. I mean, I've, I seen something like he maybe led the NFL and like carries inside the five yard line, but he didn't produce very many touchdowns. And I, I think a little bit of that's luck. I mean, luck. You're gonna fall in. I don't care how small how. And people say he's undersized. What worries me is they did give him a ton of carries, and their coaching staff has is, is been vocal about how they don't want him to carry that whole load. And I know that they invested a little bit of draft capital in a running back. Uh, is it Tank? I, mean, I don't. I don't remember who the guy. They, I honestly couldn't remember. But, but I mean, it's it. But when your coaching staff says we don't want to rely on him so much, it's scary. That, yeah, it's scary. But you're eyeball. You're test, taking a risk, Tra- and- Travis Etienne. I mean, but let's say they just start using him more in the passing game. I mean, he's already got a bunch of chemistry. He's got tons of chemistry with his quarterback that he went to college with, had success with. I, I 
if they did start using the passing gate pass to the running back game a little bit more, I mean, Travis Etienne is a guy that you could definitely see a route where he could finish as a top 12 receiver. Um, another guy that actually got injured last year but has been dropping because people are afraid of the injuries that I, I will draft if he's there, Brees Hall. I, I don't oh, care. Shit, yeah. I don't care if he got injured last year. I know all the stats are saying, like, uh, only AP has ever, you know, bounced back that fast from mm-hmm. that type of injury. I don't care. I'll take Brees Hall any day of the week you give me. For sure. Game. And if you're getting him in the third or fourth round, I mean, let's say he does have a slow start. He's your number – most likely, he's your number two running back. I mean, if he has a little bit of a slow start to the year, if by the end of the year he's even close to what he was last year – He's. I mean, he was a number one running back. Not the number one, but he was a number one running back. Yeah, I mean, he he was up there. He was getting numbers. He was doing an extremely good job. And yeah, one other sure. option I'll bring up, and just because uh, I think that this guy has been like a number ten guy, but always gets disrespected, is Amari. Um, oh gosh, Amari Cooper for sure. I mean, he's he, always been a number ten wide receiver, and people just don't even touch him. I mean, he was. There was like a good stretch of the season where he had like six games in a row of 20 points. I mean, or something like when he was away, he was averaging like 20 points. And then at home, he was averaging like 10. I mean, but yes, Amari Cooper is an incredible talent. Dude doesn't drop passes. I mean. No. A great route runner. Um, So basically what I'm saying is I'm looking for the RB that could jump up or the wide receiver that can jump up, be a top 10 guy, like kind of like what you said. Yeah, very similar strategies. We're looking for somebody that's kind of being overlooked or in and while other people, maybe other people got burned by that person, but we're looking at maybe the reasons why they got burned exactly. and, and seeing the path forward. But absolutely no chance for taking a tight end and absolutely no chance I'm looking at any, now, any quarterback in this area. I, I, if, I'm, if I'm the third round and Mark Andrews is sitting there, I it, I I might pull the trigger on him. Okay, so I he's, even with like I I feel like that wide receiving core has gotten so much more packed now because they drafted uh or they didn't draft they they picked up Odell mm-hmm. they still have um they did draft uh, Bateman and now they drafted Zay Flowers Zay Flowers so, so it's kind of like it's kind of tight now. Yes, there there's a lot more target options, but the target share that he got last year was more than Travis Kelsey got, and he didn't execute on very very much of it. I mean, partly because. It was Tyler Huntley throwing the ball a lot of it. But, I mean, I, I, I do believe in Mark Andrews as, as the clear-cut number two tight end. As, whereas I, I, this year, if, if Mark Andrews rebounds, where maybe that, that jump between number one and number two tight end isn't 10, but, it, I mean, let's say it's five, then I see where Mark Andrews is still six points ahead of, you know, the next guy. But that's the only guy you're looking at. That the right? only guy I would Not, look at. And, and definitely no QB. Why I like definitely Mark no Andrews. QB there at that three spot if he's there, maybe even the four spot if he drops, is the fact that how that offense in Baltimore runs. When you're running a play-action scheme and so run-heavy and you're getting the linebackers up, that forces the, the safeties to have to play deeper, that first that forces the corner to have to play the receiver's heads up, which opens up the tight end and opens up the running back in the flats. That's where I think Mark Andrews is going to, especially in the PPR league, he's going to get his touch. He's going to get his one point for a reception, a couple yards here and there, a couple yards here and there. He's not going to be your big tight end like Travis Kelsey. We said, you know, he's probably going. Travis Kelsey is probably going to outscore him week to week, eight to ten points normally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Mark Andrews, he's going to get his touches in that offense. In a run first, run heavy play action scheme, your first reads as a quarterback is always going to be fullback, tight end, then your deep shot for and, sure. And and, and oh. like you said, like you said earlier, Spence, a guy that's been overlooked and maybe for reasons because like he's burned people, but maybe. 
there's reasons why he burned people. For sure. I mean, he had injuries to the quarterback position. but And and then the, maybe the reasons you were maybe skeptical of him, or like like Nate's saying, I mean, if the safeties can't key on you when they're having to worry about, say, Flowers or Odell or Bateman running down in the middle of the field, which is kind of why I think Travis Kelsey developed as much as he did with Tyreek. Like, oh, yeah. what, are, what are you going to do? One safety has to stay over Tyreek. Yep, got to bracket coach sure. him, yeah. So, I mean, you're... You you get where when now somebody's going to have to be over Zay Flowers or Odell Beckham, and you can't just key on um, Mark Andrews. So it's going to free him up. And so yeah, if he's there in the third or fourth round, I, I think I would pull the trigger on Mark Andrews. But outside of him, if he's gone, which there's a good chance Mark Andrews is going in the top three rounds yeah. in a lot of drafts. I'm not taking him in the first two rounds, but I mean if he's there in the third, I definitely would think about it. Middle late third, I'd probably take him. And now outside of it depends on if there's it's always who's on the board. If if I'm sitting there and it's between Joe Mixon and Mark Andrews, I'm probably gonna go Joe Mixon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before we get into the fourth round, Spence, can I get one of those beers? For sure. <laughs> All of mine are upstairs. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, nice throw. Well, while we're doing that, I gotta get one too. We're an we're an hour in and we still got we still got thirty minutes of content. Let's well, fucking go. Pops hard. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Had a little spillage, but it's okay. It's okay, we're good. <laughs> oh, man, oh. Yeah, yeah. Red Bodhi. <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to say. All right. Well, we're cleaning up a little bit now because the beer's <laughs> popped a little hard in here, but that, hey, we're going to run with it. That's the podcast. Can't get it on um, the equipment. Fourth round, am I up? Am I up coming back in the fourth? Yep. Okay. So basically, now, we're getting into some of those later guys. Justin Fields does kind of pop up on my radar. To be honest, Ooh. that's so many rushing yards. I know the passing yards aren't really there. Why? But I, why, why Justin Fields over Jalen Hurts? This uh, I think Jalen's gone at this point. Oh, so I, you're I, just assuming Jalen's gone. Oh yeah, Jalen's okay. going All in like, right. the first two rounds. Okay. Yeah, eighty ADP two eleven. So I mean, he's yeah. going at the back okay. end of the second. All right. I mean, uh, but I'm not. Also, I was with you on that. I'm not looking at QB that early. I I don't care how many points unless it's. Unless I get the stack that we were talking about. L- Lamar Jackson sneaks to you in the fourth round. Oh, yeah. You're taking that all fucking day. Especially with such a, uh increased wide receiving court. And like you just said, Mark Andrews. I'm looking that way, too. Yeah. I, I, I if Also, if Hurts just happens to sneak by there. I mean, I'm stealing Hurts all day. I, last year, Hurts was going to the seventh. If I had a chance. Oh, yeah. And if, if he – that was my thing. If he was the seventh round, I drafted Hurts in every seventh round that he was available in. The problem was I also was really high on Russell Wilson, who burned me. I I, did, I didn't know that like garbage can. Who would have thought? I didn't. I, I definitely I was didn't with see you. it coming. They I were my Super Bowl you. dark horse. I, I mean, was with you on that. I I was really heavy into Cortland Sutton. I was really heavy into Russell Wilson, and I got burned. I still hard like Ju- I still like Ju- uh, not Juju. Uh, Judy Jerry Jerry Judy and. Dolchik. I liked him too. Dolchik is a sneaky sneaky good tight end. Sneaky good time. But uh, also, um, I'm a big, I'm a big Keenan Allen truther. I'm a big Keenan Allen truther. You're just talking about like a guy that just is is the epitome of consistency when he can stay on the field. Yes, right. yes. So that that's my one drawback with Keenan Allen is usually he's missing two to three games at least a year. Um, so that's that's kind of where I'm looking at is maybe like picking up. Fields, but I usually get scared off QB. I'm gonna be honest. I usually get scared off QB. I'm looking at a wide receiver that also falls. Maybe DK falls in the fourth. Maybe one of those. Uh, maybe so, one of those guys. So you're, we're looking fourth, fifth round here. 
Yeah, we're, we're looking at fourth right now. Uh, so maybe I'll even drop down and grab Scary Terry because I like I like me some Scary Terry too. But yeah. I'm I'm honestly looking for a wide receiver in the fourth round because I feel like after the fourth round, yeah, you can get a wide receiver in the fifth, sixth, seventh. But I feel like this is the last round where maybe those guys have a chance to be a top ten guy. So to round out your receiver. first four picks, you went wide receiver, running back. Wide receiver. Pretty much best available at yeah, three. Yeah, but I, I'm looking for the best available at three. And then another wide receiver, yeah. most likely. And maybe you can tempt me with a Justin Fields a Justin or Field. Lamar Jackson. Lamar. Or, or let me let me give this to you. If, if you're sitting there in the fourth round and what, yeah. what this if is you, early fourth, too. Early, early fourth. This, you got Jameer Gibbs or Aaron Jones or Miles Sanders. Um, do any of those maybe? I don't like Miles Sanders. I didn't like him when he was with, on the Eagles. And I'm not sold 100% on Carolina's offense yet. Even though they did make huge free agency pushes, I'm not, I don't really like Bryce Young. Never have, never will. He's small, but yeah. I mean, kid can ball. But yeah. I mean, but I just, now, so Gibbs, what, though, about, what about Gibbs or Aaron Jones? I mean, Aaron Jones right now, he's at the 404, Gibbs. and Gibbs is the 401. Here's why I like Gibbs I'm a Jared Goff guy. And I think Gibbs will catch balls just like Swift did. When, before he got injured, I think Gibbs can do that, and they'll stick with him because they spent that draft capital on him, unlike Swift. I, I, I so if, if if I'm early and Gibbs does fall, like you said, I would be looking that way, just like I looked at Swift. And again, it probably depends on what that best available was in the third round. If, if you went if you went wide receiver, running back, and then got a best available wide receiver, and then you're sitting there with Gibbs, and what, what's your opinion on Aaron Jones? I like Aaron Jones as a player. I like what he did. Beforehand, I don't like love. So I feel like uh, defenses could start keying on the run game. And then that's why I don't like Aaron Jones anymore. Or even uh, Austin Dillon later. I don't like that either. Isn't that his name? Uh, that, that was their backup running Big Thighs, Austin Dillon. The, the, the problem and I don't know, A.J. Dillon. I don't know. A.J. or... It yeah, might, AJ it might, or DJ it might, Dillon. I think uh, you're right. AJ Dillon. I, it might yeah. be Austin. I don't know. So the, the, <laughs> almost the problem with your logic is takes us back to the Titans where. You know, they... Henry's an outlier. It it doesn't matter. I mean, if you get a guy that's going to get his touches, especially when you're only looking at fantasy, he's going to get his touches. He's going to get his yards. So... But now you're looking at... Derrick Henry, the the defense king on Derrick Henry, stacking eight, nine, ten guys in the fucking box against them. But you're looking... At that point, you're looking at... Uh, Cooper Rush and Zeke of last year, and Zeke got terrible yardage. And it's it's also a, a shared backfield that... Also, like I'm, 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 I think I'm kind of out on Aaron Jones this year. If he, if I'm in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, and some for some reason he stuck around, I mean, I'll, I'll pull the trigger on him. But I mean, uh, AJ Dillon got seventy percent of the red zone carries. Exactly. So I mean, you're I talking would be about out on all Green Bay Packers. I, I, I'm kind of on the same boat, man. I, yeah. And I now would, outside of like a away. Christian Watson, and it has a couple great games, and he's sitting there on the waiver wire, and I make a move. I'm not drafting a Green Bay player. Yeah, no. I, or, I think, now, again, like we said, if Aaron Jones is sitting there in the sixth round, I'm not going to just leave the guy. No. But, but I mean, he's not. So I'm, I'm going to leave that risk for somebody else. You'd have, to, you'd have to really tempt me by like leaving him for a super long time. For sure. Same here. Okay, so later, you're now in the later or the fourth round. What are you, what are you looking for now in your, your guys? I've went back and forth about J.K. Dobbins. So I'm kind of. Uh, he burned me so hard last I, I know. Year. And then, and what bothered me is like the, he has incredible vision. You can see his vision when he's out there. But twice the dude breaks into open field and his knee locks up on him. 
And it's like, wait, you're talking about this guy that was full recovery, came back after expected, was, I mean, did the same thing, was questionable, and he comes back and he's running and his knee locks up on him. Is that going to go away or is that going to be something that I'm going to have to worry about? So that, 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 that makes me weary of drafting a guy like that. Dobbins is still with the Ravens, correct? Yes, yes. he's still with the Ravens. Yeah, one, with the Ravens. Of, one of the worst, if not the worst training staffs that we talked about that's, months ago. That's also true. Also, this kind of he's, – he's holding out. which He's still got like two years left on his rookie <laughs> yeah. deal. Which, but, but it also kind of that brings me to a point like I don't like drafting guys that are holding out. The percentage of guys that have hamstrings and groin injuries – after coming back from a from a from a holdout is significantly high. They're, they're not putting in the work. They're for not getting sh- the work. Sure. So so in, I mean even Saquon, who I'm the le- less scared because I know what the dude does off the field. Right. So I know he's going to be in shape. I've seen you th- how big that dude is. You don't get that from just team facilities. So it does worry me though. Like Josh Jacobs, I'm out on Josh Jacobs in the first round just because out of he's been in the league five years. I've he's had one year where he's been really good fantasy wise, and he's holding out. So I, to me, it's like, man, I don't have any trust in that. I a hundred percent agree with you on that. I, 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 people keep trying to talk us out of it, but I'm with you on that. He's he he's had one year and he's holding out. For no sure. thanks. And I don't think anybody's gonna, in that. No one's going to respect Jimmy Garoppolo. Guy doesn't throw deep, so he's, your safeties can he creep may not up. Even be a quarterback. He may not even be the quarterback. Yeah. yeah we, oh, yeah. yeah he didn't fight. pass his physical. Yep. Really? Yeah, yeah, he didn't pass physical, and and the Raiders don't have to pay him if he is not cleared to play. If he's not cleared to play by, uh, I think, training camp, he they don't have to pay him. Yep. I, his I, contract. I, I do not trust Josh Jacobs at all. Can we do or a that, tangent real quick? Or, or, yeah, let's please. Can we yeah, do a tangent? Sure. Why not? So, Nate calls me crazy, but you know who has part ownership now in the Raiders? TB12. Oh my so, God. if Jimmy G can't go, does TB12 come back from retirement and step into a team that he now owns part ownership The owners in? would have to approve this. The owners have to... Why wouldn't you as an owner? Why would you... He's part owner. He's no, part owner. all the owners, all the team owners... Does, he get, does he get to vote no. for himself? Why wouldn't no. he get to vote? No. I think all it's owners a, get a it's vote. It's the majority owner. Jordan did get it. Vote. Le- I think LeBron's going to do it before he retires. Yeah. But, no, TB12 is not coming back and playing for the Raiders. Ever. He's too busy with Kim Kardashian. Oh, I, I did for, see that. I forgot. Yeah. Oh, my. Get <laughs> out of here. Way out of his league. Okay. Mm. So, you, you, you gave us JK. Who else? Who uh, else you okay. In, in the fourth round, late fourth, um, if Chris Olave sneaks down there, I know he's ADPs in the third. Um, Devonta Smith is really good. I Like, kind of right where you – Jerry Judy re- – I, I think this Denver offense does – uptick and uptick i mean i really well, they can't get much worse they can't i don't i did i don't like nathaniel hackett you oh I hate also nathaniel that hackett. was such a botched deal denver was like so set on getting aaron Rodgers that they went ahead and no get aaron Rodgers and then hire his coach yeah. don't hire <laughs> his coach and then try to lure him and nathaniel hackett you could see it on the play clock the dude had no idea what he was doing not a freaking yeah. you, you have Russell wilson a- out there like Hey man, are you gonna give me the play? The fans counting the play clock for them because this guy's so mismanaging this team. Now you're getting you're bringing in a coach that's gonna calm the storm. I I I'm a Chiefs fan. We got beat up by the Broncos my whole life. My dad's a Broncos fan. My best friend's a Broncos fan. I took heat from the forever. There it's last year. I, I was sitting there like, come on, guys, get it together. Yeah, you you squeaked them twice. I'm barely. We that defense, you guys. 
the other day I caught your, 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 your you guys were talking about best defenses and stuff. That's the best defense in the NFL by a long ways. By, I don't by, know. By a that. long ways. You know, if they would have scored 19 points, they would have only it. lost two games last year. I get that. You're, that Denver Broncos defense stifled people in, in, in a good division. Like, you can say what you want about the Raiders, but I mean, we all, we all know what, what, what the Chiefs have done. And, like, they calmed the Chiefs. I mean, they hang, hung with the Chargers. I mean, that was a defense that was just doing everything they could and getting nothing from that offense. If they would have even got mediocre performance in the offense, that's a playoff team. I mean, you can say the same thing about Texans. The Texans defense kept that team in, and they got you. That, they got significantly less help from their offense. Yep, that defense, and I think that defense that def- is better that, with less. They they couldn't. That, they were a sieve though against the run. I mean, they they were so bad against the run that you couldn't start your fantasy quarterback when they were playing the Texans because your quarterback wasn't going to throw. Just going to just run the ball. And I think that's why the Chiefs struggled with them is because the Chiefs couldn't run the ball. Right. So like. And so no one had any idea but, how to attack their but, offense what, because the, what is this league? It's a passing league. You're you're, but, you're, you're right, but uh, you can say the same stuff about Cowboys Eagles. They're in a super hard division, and they both had no, no, top tier defenses I, 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 too. I, I, I'm not I'm not trying to. T- I, in my opinion, I watched that Denver defense twice against my boys. Oh, for sure. So uh, I just that defense was so impressive. Also, they were on the field nonstop. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, Eagles. Held the ball. They had time of possession. They won time of possession in almost all of their games. Cowboys, same thing. Even, whether yeah, the same thing. Held same on thing. to the ball. Yeah. Made, made long drives. Denver was going three and out, 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 three and out. That, that defense was constantly on the field and still was holding teams under twenty points. That's the thing, though, is that you build your team to win your division. You don't build your team to to beat everyone else. All you have to do is win your division. For sure. So, and you got six of your now 17 games. I don't blame that general. Outside of Nathaniel Hackett, that was a terrible decision. But terrible. that GM built a roster that he thought was like, we can oh, win Oh, on this. paper? Like we talk about all the time. On paper, that that's what I said. Yeah. They, they were my, I said, dude, Denver's going to win the AFC West and has a shot to win the Super Bowl with this roster. And, and then shit the bed. I would have I, agreed with you right before. I couldn't believe it. It was mind-boggling. If we had this podcast last year, that's exactly what I would it, say. It, it cost me every fantasy league I was in last year. I'm... <laughs> I'm pr- I'm pretty sure if I'm not mis- no that was two years ago I was about to say I'm pretty sure if I'm not mistaken Denver beat Dallas last year but that was actually two years ago that that defense is monsters they just shut people down yeah now getting rid of Nick Chubb and that pass rush isn't quite what it was when they started the season last year because now Nick Chubb's in Miami so they they have I feel like as far as pass rush taking a step back the linebacking core isn't great that secondary is incredible Patrick Sartan Jr. M- maybe's Best cornerback in the NFL. He's I, top I would, three. Top three. I, when I think he got drafted, what two years ago? I, well, he was on the board still when the uh, Cowboys were picking, and I wanted him. Yeah, Bad. dude, a complete stud. Yeah. yeah, I mean he he's everything Jalen should have been. Jalen Ramsey. Oh yes. oh yes. <laughs> Sorry, I was also Sorry. Like, yeah. With, I mean, that guy don't still plays. Jalen Ramsey when he first came to the league, yeah, he was he was good, but he's he's not. Pats are tan good. I mean, I'm even going to say that he's he's not Diggs good either. Uh, I don't know. One thing that Jalen does that a lot of, that very few cornerbacks do is Jalen will come up, and I don't care if it's Derrick Henry, Jalen will lay the wood. Jalen's taking a step back, but he's been in the league a little while. Yeah, he's old. We kind of forget. He's old. We kind of for for for, secondary. secondary, But you forget because he wasted those years in in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. But I mean, dude is still a baller. I mean, still a good asset for the Miami Dolphins, Dad. Yeah. But I mean, I, I mean, he, he's definitely 
not athletic enough to play lockdown man coverage, but he's still really athletic enough to play a good soft squat corner. For sure. Okay. You don't island him anymore, but oh, he's yeah. still good. Yeah. Okay, so if I had to ask you, would you rather take Sauce Gardner or Patrick Sertan? I'd take Patrick Sertan. But I mean, but it's close. I mean, they both are incredible. I, I mean, hold on. I'll take Sauce just because the Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> Dude, I'm a fan of anybody that, like, you marketed that to the best. I, I, I'll never forget that first time I showed up at Buffalo Wild Wings oh, after they goodness. signed him. And was like, dude, wait. Of course they have sauce as their dude. So, of course. But, no, they're both incredible. Now 1A, 1B. Now, you said you had your, your problems before because you drafted him and he burned you. But let's say this guy drops to the to the fourth, Debo. You looking at his way at all? No, not even in the fourth. Just because he burned you so bad? I, I will draft. If, if I'm in the sixth round and Brandon Ayuk... <laughs> And Debo are there. I would still take Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> what, what scares me about oh. any San Francisco wide receiver is that, as of now, we still don't technically know who the quarterback's going to be. We can assume it's going to be Purdy if he's ready to go. But even then, we watched Purdy for, what, four games? And, that was it? And and we as soon as they acquired Christian McCaffrey, Debo, and not just Debo yeah, yeah, went yeah, down, earlier, yeah. but Brandon Ayuk went up. I mean, Brandon Ayuk finished the year on a roll. I think it's because a lot of Debo stuff was coming out of the backfield. Well, and, and it was like, I mean, yeah, it was not always coming out of the backfield, but it was like, find ways to get this guy the ball. Yeah. And, and, and you, I, I am, a, I do think Shanahan is an incredible play caller. I think he's a better offensive coordinator than he is a coach. Yeah. For just, sure. Be, oh, yeah. just because I, uh, he needs somebody to wrangle him. For sure. And yeah, it, he, it, it, it was, he, he should have a Super Bowl winner. It's, right it's going to be like what, uh, what I think Kellen Moore is going to be in the future. That's kind of how I feel like about it. He lost the Super Bowl because Jimmy Garoppolo is not good. No, 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 no. no, no, they, no, they, no he no. lost that Super Bowl because he, he stopped Super running the ball. He should have ran the ball. It doesn't matter. But it, oh, they, they did run the ball. They ran the ball. You, you you remember the big passes they missed? But the Chiefs essentially they, stacked the box and said, please pass the ball on us. And they did. Please they, pass the but ball. But they, they didn't even challenge it. And, and they, could, they couldn't. No, they didn't they were even putting challenge the eight, run, though. eight guys in the box. And they and they stopped the run a couple times. The, they, you still, when it's what, your bread and butter, you have to challenge with the run. You I, have I, to I, make them at least try to respect No, it. you have to. If you, in, in NFL, if you want a Super Bowl, you have to have a quarterback that can complete a pass when there's eight guys in the box. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. If there's eight guys in the box, the right thing to do is throw the ball. And if your quarterback can't do it, then that's your quarterback's fault what? and your GM for putting that quarterback in that spot. I'm about to go on a, a tangent real quick is, again. This is getting uh, <laughs> At that point in time, Alex Smith had moved on to the commanders, right? Yes. 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 Well, he was uh, he was hurt, but yes. Yeah. But he was with so, them, Hear me out. If the Kaepernick thing never happened, Alex Smith still at the 49ers at that point. You think? Do you think Alex Smith is a better QB than Jimmy Jimmy oh, G? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. See, that's what I'm talking 100%. about. People Alex don't Smith, give Alex Smith respect at the, all. The problem with Alex Smith is he didn't. He had incredible accuracy. He wouldn't take risks, and in this league, you got to take risks. I don't. Yeah. I, if, if, especially when he was those the passes, Chiefs, they wouldn't let the, him the, throw the, the ball top ten him. quarterbacks. If their receivers kind of open. So you know how many balls I watched get thrown at Tyree Kill's feet because he was kind of open? Where Pat just goes, no, I can fit that ball in there. Well, but also... Dak, those those big the big name QBs, they go... They have that confidence in them that they can fit the ball in there, and they do. Um, you said Dak, and this is gonna actually going to relate back to your team, too. Tyreek Hill, that 2020, I believe... Pretty much caused seven interceptions for Patrick Mahomes, or six or seven interceptions because he dropped the ball into receivers' hands, especially in the Super Bowl. 
Where he dropped three touchdown passes. That could have been it as well. Yeah, including um, including the famous laid all the way out that he hit him in the helmet. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, so Dak, you said Dak too. Uh, QB CD to CD CD caused a couple of interceptions this year as well. Yes, taking risks is a big deal, but also having like a really good field general, I feel like is important too. For sure, you're at. Before you're a passer, before you're a runner, before you're anything, before you're a play caller, as a quarterback, you're a leader. Yeah. And it, and that's my biggest attribute that Pat Mahomes doesn't get credit for. They're down 24 to nothing. And, like, when you're, as a player, able to look at that guy and he's smiling and he's still like, this. if this guy still thinks we can win, then we can still win. You never see the dude hang his head. If he's mad, it's at himself for making the decision. But then the dude's right back up. He doesn't get down on himself. That That's his He's got the incredible arm talent, but that's hundred percent gets overlooked. Is the dude just doesn't get down? It's just like that play when he rolled, when he uh, messed up his ankle in the playoff game. If I don't know if you've seen that replay, I'm assuming you have. Where he, they tell him, "Hey, we we're gonna take you and take an X-ray," and he just gets pissed on the sideline. I'm, I'm excited to watch that episode. Yep. Sprint, <laughs> it's on, it's on there. Sprints in and the thing, and then instantly the moment they're telling him, "Hey, it's negative," he sprints back out. When he gets spatted up, that, then, hey, when then you, he gets really When you see a, your QB sprinting back out of the box right before halftime, when he could easily just sit in there and wait halftime, that's going to pop you off. And be like, let's, I, let's fucking go get it. For sure. So, as we went through both your guys' first four rounds, we kind of answered the the next segment in our in our topic list. Zero running back. I mean, obviously, you guys didn't go zero running back. Do you, do you believe in any any circumstance where that might be efficient? I, I feel like this is the year you can do it. And I, and I feel like it because... Now, you're going to have to take some risks at the running back position. And I feel like any year you do zero RB, you're going to. I mean, right now, the ADP 101 is Justin Jefferson. So, I mean, I, I, there is some incredible talent at wide receiver at that first tier that you won't get. So if you're able to land one of those guys, let's say you land, let's say you land Justin Jefferson, and then in the second round you're able to, you know, grab another one of those top receivers, or let's say in the second round you're able to, you know, somehow get, you know, uh, Travis Kelsey or another good tight end. I mean, you can stack with some of these wide receivers that are available early, and when you have guys like Joe Mixon hanging around, and I mean, I know we, but neither one of us are really in on Aaron Jones, but I mean, let's say Aaron Jones gets really involved and they don't trust you know, love to throw the ball downfield and they really dink and dunk it with Aaron Jones. You're, 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 there are some guys in the middle rounds this year. Jameer Gibbs could end up being a breakout player. You're going to have to, if you are, if you're ever going zero RB and you're not drafting your running back till the fourth, fifth round, one, you better grab Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts. One of those guys that you know is going to get you a lot of points in the quarterback position. You better grab two really good wide receivers and you're going to have to bank on some hits on one running back. So plus, hold on, but before you go, so you're saying if you're gonna go zero running back, you almost are guaranteeing yourself you have to go early tight end or early quarterback. Yes, yes. I, 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 if I'm going zero running back, I'm definitely going early quarterback. Even if I'm definitely going early quarterback, and if I can, I'm gonna go early tight end too. I mean, I, I, you have to make up those points somewhere. Yes, you, you, you having to take an advantage somewhere. You're taking the disadvantage at running back, and then praying that you can make it up with, you know, your tight end or your quarterback. Yeah, or that your running backs you hit the jackpot with. But I mean, you're, you're definitely taking that risk. I was gonna disagree, and then I remembered when I ran through this myself, I actually did pick up Jalen Hurts before going into those later rounds for a running back. So yeah, I actually 
I, by definition of my mock drafts, I have to agree with you guys. You want to get one of those quarterbacks that you are for sure going to get you points. With, if you're going to go zero RB. If you, but, yes, yes. But I'm not, a tie, I'm not looking at tight end, though. Unless uh, it's Kelsey. Unless it's Kelsey. And then I'm in the third. If I'm able to snag Mark Andrews, I would I would try to. I, I, again, you just have to snag those points. So there's a route where Jalen Hurts could be quarterback one this year just because of those rushing the, the, touchdowns. Yeah, right, right. Like, and, you, and you, this is why I'm sure Spence, like, you got running backs that have potential super late. Like Miles Sanders, like you said. Right. I'm not big on him, but yeah. Miles Sanders played great last year. You got uh, Cam Akers that, yeah. He had a bad season last year, but the last like six games of the year or so, huge, huge. And yeah, Sean McVay has said, "Hey, we want to get him into the game." Yeah, and it's a year removed. I mean, the Achilles injury is a big injury, so I mean, him being a full year removed from it, maybe you'll see that. But also, like you, like you were saying, Brees Hall. I mean, you're able to snag a guy so early season if you, you're going to depend on those wide receiver or quarterback late season. If you can, you you went zero RB and you're able to snag Brees Hall in the fourth, fifth round. That's a steal. Yeah, and you're talking even if he's not ready to go week one. Come, come playoff time, you're going to be sitting there looking at some teams, and they're going to go, "How did you get all these guys?" Your your guy Isaiah Pacheco, which is he was huge at the end of the season last year, is going there. I I don't I don't I, I don't trust Isaiah Pacheco. Okay. No no, and and not just just because Andy Reid just doesn't won't commit to the run. Oh no. I, if 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 I if I was ever going to carry. If, if I had Isaiah Pacheco as a flex, let's fill in every once in a while. I'm, I'm okay with Only it. Only because you had a but couple guys on by and he was on the waivers. Sure, for sure, but I, I would I would say McKinnon. I mean, if you look, the month of December was insane. He was top oh, five would, RB. Yeah. If McKinnon you had McKinnon, was awesome. if you had McKinnon, it come December. I mean, oh, he have eight touchdowns. Like his, his, his he had touchdowns, nine touchdowns and seven of them that were in December. His touchdowns wow. and his receptions were ridiculous last year. Yes. Like if if you if you early bought into him getting off the waivers, you you bought huge. Yes. Uh, and one of the two guys that I think could actually be top two, or not top two, sorry, top ten guys that are going like seventh, sixth, seventh round is Javante Williams. Yes, he's coming off a knee injury and that causes problems, but also Alexander Madison, which just got the starting position for sure. Alexander Madison, I. I am super skeptical about Alexander Madison. He's never had to carry the load, and and he's if if you're a fan, if you've been a, a fantasy guy who's been really into fantasy, you've snagged and Alexander get Madison off the waiver wire once, and he's came in and got you that twenty seven points. Yeah. The problem is if if Dalvin Cook was out two games and you got that twenty seven, and you started Madison the next week, you also felt that three point week the next week. Oh yeah, <laughs> he oh, has yeah. he has never shown the ability to carry it over a long stretch, and I I don't, and I also. With them adding Hawkinson, with them adding uh, um, Jordan Addison, I mean that 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 receiving core they're going to throw the ball a lot. Oh yeah. So I mean, but Alexander Madison, yes, uh, definitely a guy down there that I, I I think could could be big. So what I'm getting from just listening to the zero RB strategy and and the way you guys think about it, the zero wide receiver strategy is 100 percent out. I would never go zero. Wait a minute now. Let's hear it. Wait a minute. If if you're in the if you're in the top, like you say, you, you get Jefferson or uh, uh, Jamar Chase, and somehow like a a Stephon Diggs or Ceedee Lamb or something comes back to you on that backside, I'm looking at that big, especially in PPR. Yeah, but he said what about zero zero, zero wide zero. receiver? Oh, zero yeah. wide now receiver. I'm like, oh, I'm you're sorry. naming a whole bunch of wide receivers. I'm sorry. Now. Yeah. Um, so, so so now you're talking like if you were were able to snag two really good running backs. Okay. okay. So if I'm able to get Christian McCaffrey and then somehow Tony Pollard comes around to the backside, I'm in. 100% in. Because those are the PPR guys too. 
For yeah, sure, but yeah. I, I'm looking to grab somebody in a third or wide receiver. I, 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 I mean, I, I get it. Because I now the only if, – if you're going zero wide receiver, you have to find a way to get Calvin Ridley. And, and, and then you're putting all of your chips into him. Because <laughs> I, I, I there's or, – or I mean, I guess if DK falls get a, real you, far. It depends on what you, what you qualify as zero. When, do you, when, do, when does the I zero would stop? Say, I would say – Round five four. or four. So round four I is when you can four. draft that position. See, to be, that, that is where I was always there confused. There is skeptical. So, it's, most people say you have to get to the fifth round but, before. But four, but but – I don't I see why would you handcuff yourself and say, Yeah, exactly. If if you're in the fourth, so I would say in my opinion, a zero RB or a zero wide receiver, fourth round. So that means in the fourth round, you gotta snag DK Metcalf. Somehow he's gotta fall to you. And then maybe in the fifth, if you can snag Calvin Ridley, and then both of those guys are super high risk. But going either zero RB or zero wide receiver, you're taking huge risks. But also like scary Terry could still be there. Yes, and, and that could be a number one guy. You're right. I mean, yeah, the quarterback situation is kind of crappy. Uh, I, you got DJ Moore sitting down there too, and I know a lot of people hate him, but that's a dark horse for I, me. I, DJ I, don't, I, don't I, I, I like DJ Moore. Yeah. I just I I don't like I don't I don't, don't like D- Justin Fields throwing the ball. I get that. He misses so many <laughs> wide open receivers, not even by a little. Like sometimes you'll see a good quarterback misjudge the way the quarter the the, the receiver was going to go. You'll see Aaron Rodgers throw inside, and the receiver's going to go outside, and then they'll have a little argument or whatever. You'll see a guy that's running an obvious route, and he doesn't throw within three yards of the guy. Well, I, I, mean, I, I, if you want to say truther or what's the opposite of truther, I'm a hater, skeptic, skeptic. You're skeptic. I, I wouldn't draft Justin Fields now. In Justin Fields, so in one of my leagues, I picked up Justin Fields, and he was incredible for me. So he even <laughs> won me some some games, but God, he's ugly to watch. Right. I, that's why I'm you don't the, watch those I'm on games. the opposite, opposite <laughs> side. I'm a Justin Fields truther. Okay. If they can keep him upright and give him confidence in the pocket, I think he has the arm talent. I think he has the capabilities to make those throws. But when you're constantly just getting hit from, I mean, even up the middle with a three-man or four-man rush, not even sending five or six guys, it's hard to trust your line. It's hard to trust the fact that I might be able to get this ball off because I can't see my blind side. You're right. He, he, if, and also, if the defense is able to get pressure on you with three, then yeah, the receivers fucked. aren't open either. Right? Yeah, no. and, and they're all blanketed. But 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 the, but the management in Chicago just keeps drafting defense. Yeah, it's, it's like, true. oh, you mean we've drafted defense every year for the last thirty years? But they picked up great uh, they offensive guys. Did they? Did I, yeah. Well, I I had. I, you, I haven't caught. Did you guys already do the episode of the NFC North? Yeah. Yes. I, I have to go yeah. back and listen. I've listened to like the last couple episodes. I, I would say they probably had probably the third or fourth best offseason. Yeah. Really? Easily. So so yeah. that offensive line is improved there. It's well, improved. It's I not significantly improved. I wouldn't say significantly improved. But it's improved. Because that's the most important thing. I mean, now, and I've, I have heard reports that Claypool is uh, doing Claypool stuff where he's not paying attention. He's not dedicating himself. And, but I still like, I still like, uh, Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney. I love Mooney. And then DJ Moore. I like both those Darnell guys. Mooney is incredible. And, and DJ Moore's a, a good dude. Maybe they, they got two good tight ends. Or two de- I'm gonna say decent tight ends. Cole Komet and Tunyon. They got, oh, I didn't know they got, they got Tunyon. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Tunyon. I was on the Komet train last year in drafts. I was like, I ain't drafting a tight end. I'll draft one in the twelfth round. I got Komet as much as I could. <laughs> and uh did he have a touchdown at all? I don't uh, know. If he did, do not I don't know because he was gone off my roster. I just straight up dropped it. He he burned me hard. And Cole I was Komet big was rough. I was big on uh, the whole Komet train. Look, guys that are here here's one more 
one more opinion because you said zero wide receiver. There's yeah. guys late that I think I can go really high too. This is like seventh round. We're talking Mike Evans, a guy that's been a proven guy before. Does he never had a, a not a thousand yard season? I don't Still think he ever has. Eight in a row. I don't think he ever has. I mean, I can look at it for you. Last year would have been the first year uh, if he all, didn't do it. Two other guys, Deontay Johnson is going right there, and so is Brandon Ayuk. I'm really big on Deontay Johnson. Me too. I don't like Kenny Pickett. But, I like Kenny Pickett. But if Kenny Pickett can even just be middle of the pack, even if Kenny Pickett can be a top 20 quarterback, Deontay Johnson's numbers are insane. Like, I mean, I, I don't I don't know enough about Kenny Pickett. I haven't watched him play that much. I watched him a little bit with Steelers, but that offensive line in, in Pittsburgh was so bad. It's it's gotten way better. It, it, no, they made a ton of moves. That's why yeah. I I'm really big on if you want zero RB. Najee Harris, I think, is a huge step because of that offensive line. So in the same sense, it that that would make I mean Kenny Pickett have a little bit more time, maybe a little more relaxed. Also playing, I'm always big on if you got a guy that's playing for his childhood team, I'm I'm all about. Oh it. yeah, and uh, yeah. to answer your question. No, Mike Evans has never had a not thousand yard receiving season. Yeah, and he's going in the seventh round. Yeah, I'm all about that. Yeah, especially you know he's he's going to be the number one target there for sure. And Godwin's good, but Godwin always has some. He's dinged up in some what way. I, what I like about Mike Evans is that he's got the speed to break away, and he's got the size to go across the middle. And he's got he's got the physicality, and he'll fight anyone. Oh, yeah. oh for sure, anytime he's Dude, ready, he's, he's ready for a dog. Yeah, so what I'm getting is that if you're going to go zero RB or even zero wide receiver, you're almost then committing to early quarterback, early tight end. Yeah, I you, feel like you we have to. I, I, I think like that seems to be you, the consensus. Yes, you here. definitely got to go early. I, in my opinion, you definitely got to go early quarterback, early tight end if he's there, but early quarterback for sure. For sure. Yeah. So that's enough about strategy. We're going to wrap it up with a little bit of fun at your draft parties. Do you have a physical draft board? Is it a must? A 1,000% I think so, too. It just brings the cool factor up. The only league that I don't do a draft board draft is my family league, and that's because it's a family league, and we, you know, it's it's more of a for fun, and we got... Now, now is your draft board board a physical board, like with stickers or everything, or is it digital? uh, No, I I order mine from uh, Fantasy Footballers. Okay, so same same place you get yours. So, I mean, and it's great... it's there's something about go find your sticker and, and everybody's like who are you drafting and uh, see so you, you don't do that. Well, he, here's why. Here's why I didn't do that last time because or the time before that. Yeah, because I felt like at some point people didn't want to get up and actually put it up. So I was being the board mediator and just doing it for people. The no, Van, the Vanna White. No, no, you gotta you gotta pimp it. You gotta walk up there. You grab the running back one, even though you know you're going to draft a receiver, and you set it down. You oh, grab your wide yeah, receiver. Yeah, yeah. Time, yeah. So yeah I, agree, I agree, dude. But but I, it's also a skill thing. To me, it's like, no, I put in a lot of time into fantasy football. I, I, eat, I love fantasy. I eat, sleep, breathe fantasy football. It's my thing. And so I'll be damned if I put all this research into <laughs> it. And some guy's just like, oh, really? ESPN says this guy's still available. Yeah. So I just picked this guy. <laughs> or or and, and that just it just pisses me off. It's like wait, you, you wouldn't have known he was there. I want you to come if you, you show up. Now, my draft that I host my draft, I provide everybody with the ESPN top one fifty or top two hundred. So you get that. But that if you don't that's all I'm providing. You bring your own research, you wanna bring a laptop, everything, you bring whatever you want to bring. I I take tons of notes. But you have to do the information. If you do the app or you draft the the that kind of style, it's cake 
Yeah, that's how you have the guy that doesn't pay attention and wins the league. Well, I don't win, but um, yeah, yeah, but you would you would be fu- you you would be fine drafting yeah. off a board as long as you as long as you. Oh yeah, off the board. So sure. one fun thing: Have you ever in when you get a physical board and the stickers, you don't help people pick their stickers? Have you ever had someone mess up? Oh my god, we had a guy draft Justice Hill. Instead of Tyreek Hill. Oh, uh, I was thinking, I was thinking he he drafted Taysom Hill instead of Tyreek no, Hill. He drafted that would have been hilarious. Where, worse, at least Taysom could play. Justice Hill was a fourth round, fourth string running back. <laughs> like got cut before the season started. Like that's and, 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 hilarious. And, and everybody there was like, what happened is somebody went to pick and they're like, hold, what the fuck, Tyreek Hill's still here, and they go, hold on, and we all, everybody there had a consensus. You know what? No, even the guy that was drafting was like, "Give." He meant Tyree Kill, but the guy who did it was like, "No, no, 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 I messed up. Give me, give me Justice Hill." Oh, and so wow. he drafted Justice Hill in oh, the second round, goodness. and it was like, "Oh my!" And of course, he finished last place. I, I've Classic. seen uh, the the Marquise Brown and uh, some other Browns get mixed up. Like before. Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown. Oh my yeah, god! You so just drafted a third string running back. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that stuff. It usually only happens though in wide receiver and running back. I, I'm I, as a commissioner and 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 like just a genuine. I feel like good person. If you do that, I'm like, oh, I'll give it to the guy. But it. But as a, if I make the mistake, I would probably also be the guy to go. Eh, I made the mistake. So I feel like I'll eat it. I feel like there has to be some sort of punishment. Like like you have to chug a beer For, or something. You yes, have to do yes, something. yes. Extra money to the pot. Yeah, something has so to happen. What What do you do with you? I'm guessing you guys. You guys are drinkers. Oh yeah. So you start getting to, no. you start getting to round, you know, seven, eight, nine. You got those guys that aren't paying attention. Okay. Oh, if they don't draft in time, it has no, no, to be. not worried about drafting time. They go up there and, and they're it's a sixth round and they're like, is Austin Eckler still available? <laughs> I you ask and you're like, and, and you're like, what? No, he went four rounds ago. I feel like if you ask a name that's already been drafted, this is how my fa- family does it when we're drafting. You ask a name that's already been drafted, you instantly drink. Yes. So we one year we did shots. One year we did shotguns. Oh, oh. Shots are rough. Oh. We've talked about you get junior. It's like, so oh hey, I I I, I went I, I wanted Pat Mahomes. Oh okay yeah, you get Pat Mahomes the fourth. <laughs> so the you third, you yeah. just drafted nobody that round, but we never have done it. We've done the drinking thing for most years. Where you draft a guy that's already been drafted, you're gonna take a shot. That's fucking nuts. Usually, that just leads to more of the same. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> doesn't get much better from there. No, no, I've been there. <laughs> to to uh, go off what you said though, that with the apps and stuff, even with the physical board and everything going on, I still have uh, the sleepers app going, and I'll pick people's picks through the sleeper app. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I can keep, I can go along with it and still have an idea of my t- like my tiers list. That what. ESPN or analysts say, and then also what's going on on the board all yep. at the same time. Yep, I'm managing. I'm marking off the ESPN one because I want to see where the guys that didn't do their research, where they're looking at. Then I have my guys that I'm looking at, and I have the UDK where I'm drafting along the UDK. Yeah. So, yes, I, I mean, that's why whenever a guy gets picked, I'm like, I, I know who everybody's been picked already. Cause have, have you ever been, like, just sitting down, and you're like, okay, you got that guy. And there's just some guy falling that you're like, this is awesome. Yeah, you're sitting there in the fifth round last year, and Marquise Brown's still on the table, and you're like, oh my god, I can't believe <laughs> What a fucking idiot! <laughs> yeah. uh, so, bringing that up, I, know, I bet Nate's about to ask the exact same question. 
how how much hardware are you bringing to the table? I mean, kind of answer that without answering it. Yeah, yeah. Laptop, tablets, notebooks. So last year I didn't bring. I just brought my phone. I brought. I had enough. I. I oh printed, really? I had printed everything off. I had a binder, a clipboard. Oh, he had all the wall. Oh, I like it. That's so, like so. Coke. Mine was pa- it was paper because it was easier for me to go take a pen and go cross out, cross out, cross out, and then tap one device. And, and you have my phone. And you have no problem with Wi-Fi. And that's I, a huge I, thing I, during I, these drafts. I have never had. I've never been somewhere where it's been an issue with Wi-Fi, but. And, and the last two years, we've had one guy that's doing it by video, and it hasn't been an issue, which you would think that would be an issue. Have one guy that, so I usually have a laptop set up, and then one of my buddies who lives in Texas can't make it up for the draft, and I just put it on him, and I'm like, hey, you got to know who's drafted. We've done that. Yeah. For, we've done that for the last. Well, uh, and, and, and as much as you would think it's a problem, it hasn't really been a problem. So we get it. We get on a what is it called? Microsoft or Teams groups. Teams. We get on Teams, and you'll have. You know them drafting, and then we'll try to point it towards the board. So, okay, okay. So they can look at the board. Well, you and do, you whatever. do basically everything off Sleeper because I mean everyone's in the same draft. Yeah, it's Sleeper's di- it's great. Dig- it, it, it's digital so with a draft board. That league that I just decided got into, it's a big money, two hundred dollar entry fee. Um, it's the individual defensive player league. It's yeah. with Sleeper, and I've heard tons about Sleeper. I have a bunch of traditionalists that are like, we're sticking with ESPN. <sighs> so, but, but I feel yeah, like but, you're lacking with ESPN a little bit. I've kind of wondered. So this year I will have my first year with Sleeper, and just by like the little bit I've looked into the app, it looks it's the, very user friendly. The mock tenfold the, better than the Sleeper. mock drafts on Sleeper are so nice because they do AI, and so instead of having to jump into it, and I know you don't get the the, the people aspect. I don't want of people. It. People people are idiots on mock exactly. Drafts. Exactly. So not just that is everybody drafts the first four picks and then they quit and then you have to the first time that you have to wait the all the whole two and a half minutes you're just like oh my god. So on on sleeper you can get a you can get a this is what what blew up for me and I'm like I'm using this all the time you can get a mock draft done in like 15 minutes. Oh wow, it's right. not it's even am, that. It's I'll amazing. Have, I'll have to I'll have to test it out real quick to add something that's kind of off the radar. How much time do you guys think you should get to make a pick? The drafts take a while. So two minutes, two, max. Two minutes. Max. Okay, so, so you. Well, actually, because you're in the seventeenth round, two minutes, twelve pick. Tw- I mean, twelve players, two I minutes think, a pick. You're talking a long draft. Because I've, I've I'm been cool at, with a long draft though. I, mean, I like hanging around drinking beers. Hammer, and the, the more time, and and the more drunk they get, I'm ready to go. It's more drunk, but I'm, it's in the recesses of my brain. I sure. I and, live and breathe this stuff. And and for the most part, most people, at least your first couple rounds, Go a, ahead, a cool. lot of people are drafting. They know who they're going to get. Right. Unless you're trying to make someone sweat. But last year we did go to a minute on, and we didn't really have any issues with it. But I, when, I you, when you that. have when you have enough players that actually know what's going on now in his league, there's some people that are kind of there, but they're not really there. Yeah. 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 We, so, I, I definitely have been. Yeah. There. We have like six people. You're we. We had somewhere we're at Buffalo Wild Wings, and like the guy that's about to draft is up at the bar, and it's like, "Hey, bud, what are you doing?" What's your pick, dude. He comes back, and he's like, "Uh, is Mike Williams still available?" No, man, it's the twelfth round. He went in the sixth, bro. <laughs> Take a drink. <laughs> yeah, go, yeah, go back up to the bar, buy a yeah, shot, buy yourself a shot, brother. <laughs> so, I mean, irregardless of hardware, when I've drafted in in his league for other players, I have to have two screens. I haven't. Either a tablet or my laptop, and then my phone. My phone, I'm taking my picks on the sleeper app, and then I'm on ESPN going through all the picks, going through players that I'm considering, and then make the pick on my phone. So you're drafting on sleeper 
and then just for for just for your own information. No, we're driving. Sleeper is the official draft board for his league, and then he just has an actual physical Physical draft board. board. Does Sleeper tell you the next best available player though? Yeah. Yeah, I'm out. I don't. I don't. I, yeah. I, I don't. Well, the reason why we have to do it that way is because there's people. There is people that are not there. Oh. Uh, yeah. And so it's better you, for you, them to you, be able to pick, and it shows it up. You 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 you, you have a webcam on. I get, I get it. I, and you set that one up, and they get to look at that one. Get here. <laughs> get here. I get it. And it, it I, I I I have a guy in. I said he's in Houston, and he he understands. And I'd be like, hey man. I know you're coming back for the for some time I before school starts. Come, come get, come get in the draft, and and that's it. If you want to track everybody's picks on there and do it that way, more power, to more you. power to you, and you can see who the best available is. But you're gonna put in the work for it. I don't, I don't want you going. Oh man, I didn't realize he was still available, but my app, the app tells me. Yeah, yeah. I want you to have to put in the work. You to have to put in your knowledge, and that's why I like it. And I, I've been a commissioner. You know, for the past like three years now, and I agree with you. I would love to do it that way, but like he said, there are some there are people in the league that don't have that knowledge, and so they we we try to keep it more fun for them instead of catering to people like me and you, which are like I I do I've already done like two hundred mock drafts type stuff, you know. So what you're saying is, when I have an opening in my league, you guys, just, I'm in. All right, I'm in. I. I I, I have my leagues that I have my my work league. It's it, I got a bunch of guys. It wouldn't be able to do that. My no. family league, they wouldn't be able to do that. But like my competitive league, either you hack it or you can't. That league, I mean, that league's been together almost fifteen years now. We have got a trophy that's got everybody's names on it that's ever won it. Well, you Dynasty. Do, it is you 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 your name's forever etched in stone. It's machined on this big huge plaque. As soon as you win it, that's fucking cool. Quickly to round out this week, food and beverage of a draft party. Spencer, you first. You, you have, you have to have wings. Wings? What's your what's your beverage of choice? So last year, one of my best friends brought me my favorite beer from Central Standard Brewing, Drop Top Caddy, and it was amazing. But you just have to have beer. I'm a beer guy. Beer guy. Cody, food and beverage. Food? I, I'm a big queso guy. You got to have chips and queso. For sure. And then uh, beverage, I actually do this stuff called, it's called green, green juice. juice. And it's it's vodka and some lemon lime packets mixed up, and then some other stuff. Beer, beer. It's also beer. Okay. I mean, it's been, and it will get you lit up. But it makes the draft party so much fun because people are all messed up. Uh, okay, the, the, the that, very first time we did that, it was rough. All I'm, right, I'm going. Probably, I'm going to go ahead and stick with pizza, and then you know, on a long on a long draft, I got I got to go with vodka, dude. All I, right, I, I guess, all I, right. I cocktails all day. But we'll see you guys next week as we get into the second part of our fantasy football week. Woo!